You are listening to Shoot and Scoot, the Flames of War Team Yankee Federation Nation Nam and Great World Podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firm in our cheeks, our pants as flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on our many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk. Slowing down like a record. <laughs> and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy has not replied to my messages. I told you he's not. Right, yep. If nice dice your advice, then be sure to check out Dice of War, our dice sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you need bunkers to bust or autobahns to go too fast on, then also head over to frontlineterrain.square.site, our awesome terrain sponsor. Terrain, terrain. If you'd like to contribute to this continued fair cross-check of a podcast, you can now also become a Patreon supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Assault blog. Pay £1 a month for your chance to also become internet famous. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England. I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan Curtis LeMay's my spirit animal, Gosling. Bombs away. Yeah. <laughs> and Lee, too many challenges, Parnell. Oh, yeah, I've got 99 challenges, that's for sure. And, and, and that's the problem? <laughs> oh, welcome to episode 96, the one where Duncan paints more visage. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight we'll be um, doing Internet Famous, including doing our t-shirt draw. Woo! Oh, that's something we're going to be doing for a while, don't you find them? I've got my pen and paper ready. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to be doing Places Bases, what we've been painting. Um, we're probably skipping news in the front because none of us actually played games this last episode. Mm-hmm. I've, I've played like 125 games in my head. Does that count? <laughs> well, we'll discuss that in the event section, but yeah, we're going to do ETC prep. Oh, secret. Um, Top secret. I've got a game tomorrow, but that's not no good for... No, go on. Future, future cast it. Predict it. We'll have the Wargaming forecast. The I'm, playing, I'm playing Nathan, so it's going to be a horrible loss to me, I, I suspect. Oh, well, it, from, in, in, in news from tomorrow's front, we'll talk about the game. And, how, yeah. and your predictions for how it go down, and then we'll see how yeah. it goes next episode. As we open up a new front. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We'll then be doing um, Nordic You and Who's Army. We'll then be doing um, you, missed a trick, you missed a trick not to see what that is in Scandinavian. Uh is the Hoof in the Hearth. Oh, yeah. What do you mean Scandinavian? That's not a, that's not a language, Eddie. <laughs> well, that's, I hate to break it to you, but they're separate countries. Yeah, it's been tried to make them not yeah. separate countries. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it, oh, we, my we, good Lord. We remember before you were neutral, Sweden. You can't get away yeah. with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you had a general who's called the Great. I mean, a king, sorry, that was called the Great. You don't get to. You don't get a free pass. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God, we're, yeah, so, and then we'll be doing a patron officer answers, and then we'll look at events, and then we'll shoot and scoot. So, All right. Um, Internet famous. No new patrons. Yeah, yeah, no new patrons this week. So um, all our current patrons are just enjoying the hangout that is Monty's Meat Grinder on Discord. Oh, I'm going to throw a a hello out to Harry on the Discord, uh, who we had a chat to last night, um, who took the shade I was throwing his way amicably. I think. Were you throwing shade again? I was throwing a lot of shade. (laughs) It was work work related aviation shade. Shade. It was a. Uh, it was pretty. Oh dear. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eddie made a mistake of saying what his day job was. <laughs> what pole dancer? Shh, Duncan. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, sorry, that's yeah. his night job. Yeah, night job. Right. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, we had, we had a busy session on the old um, painting channel last night. <laughs> it was good. 
<laughs> the best bit was Mike Everest getting more and more excited about different shades of of, of houses he can paint. Like, yeah, of, yes. of soft brown turd. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was trying. I, I was trying to remind him that you know the, the past is more colourful than we often often think. I sent this big long article, which is basically a whole bunch of pre Great War mm. photos of Paris taken with a very early colour film process. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah, luminin process. I think it was called. Named after I was, it wasn't. I it wasn't thought, an autochrome. Autochrome was something they used. Uh, Maybe it was yeah. a very interesting. Event. But it was just. It's just interesting because all these hotels and bars are like very colourful. Low, you know, like a lower floor, and they'd be like whitewash first and second floor. The shutters would be a different colour on the ground floor to the top floor. I always thought the pass was black and white. No, that's Michael Jackson. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's a topical reference for the kids. Yeah, Michael, Michael Jackson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who? There's a generation of kids who have no idea who Michael Jackson is, and that's just a wild thing. That's scary, theme. isn't it? Hey, I'm in a different bracket now. I made a Johnny Briggs. Do you remember Johnny Briggs? Was he one of the great train robbers? I wish he was. No, he had his. <laughs> he was in that Northern Kids TV show. Do you not remember that? Like a Grove. No, that was Jeff and PG My and God. Was Jeff on your beards on fire. Yeah. He's definitely on a list as well, how Jeff. Allegedly. Old generation of kids the importance of eye protection in paintball at that yeah, age. Exactly. Sure. I'm just no. I remember, I remember that watching that on TV. I'm also waiting for Mr. Tumble to come on a list and destroy my faith in everybody. Oh, uh, and Mr. Maker. Yep. And Morph. Yeah. Morph probably is involved. Oh no, Morph got touched by Tony Hart. <laughs> Repeatedly in all the places. Repeatedly, exactly. <laughs> Darren, in, yeah, Google Google Morph M O R P H. You'll, you'll, you'll love it. Yep. Morph Rule Thirty Four. Yeah, it, it would probably remind you of most of the uh, junior officers you've served with. It's a, it's a bit like the um, who's <laughs> the fat guy, the little Pillsbury Doughboy. It's a bit like oh, that. Yeah. Morph wasn't really fat. He was quite true. No, Morph wasn't. He was ticklish. Was though. he not? No, he was quite slender. Yeah. Ticklish. Change oh. shape. Hence the name Morph. Yeah. Oh, I see what they did there. Yeah, see, clever. There you go, clever. The the, mm-hmm. the, the penny finally drops. Yep. <laughs> hey, anyway, what, what were we saying? Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, back at the point. This could be one of those episodes. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to say our patrons get access to the Discord. They get to ask us questions. The pa- um, patron officer answers. And also, get, they get listened to this early. <laughs> they get listened to it early. Uh, they don't wonder what they paid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, pay for the privilege. Listen to us now uh, a day early. Yep. To see Gret- 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 longer. Yeah. Um, and also, we like to say, we're doing a t shirt draw now once a quarter. Um, and so, having put all the names to a big Excel sheet, probably broken data security laws by doing that. Um, GDPR, GDPR. GDPR, that's it. Yeah. Can you put. Uh, it, it, Put Bill Gates in there and see if Excel automatically randomly picks him every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Steve Jobs, where he just sets it on fire. <laughs> yeah, just deliver wins. Just deletes it. <laughs> oh, wait, that's right, a so, um, so how many, how many, how many, oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> God's sake. Terrain, terrain. Right, yeah. Pull up. Pull uh, up. So, okay, so, so uh, yeah, the draw, quickly, to the draw. The draw, the draw. So we, we <laughs> the <laughs> name's <laughs> been spat out by our fancy high-tech AI chat GPT run system is Battle Razor. One of our Woo! early patrons. Yeah, so get in touch on Discord when you hear this, um, and we will furnish you with a appropriately sized design. Yeah, and we shall send it out to you. No, so no, no. Thanks, we'll just, everyone. We're sourcing and... with it. 
So the next one's going to be what? Uh, October? That's a bit yeah, scary well, uh, about. Yeah. Yeah, but October. So hmm. I'll try and remember to do it on one of the October episodes. Are we doing it quarterly? Yeah. yeah, quarterly, yeah. Oh, that's easy. We've got made of money, you know. When we when we get to hundred patrons, we'll start doing on an episode. No, I had, a, I had a quarterly yeah. review meeting today, so that's easy. And I'll just link the two together in my brain. I'll never forget. Oh, hold on, hold on. See what when on your objectives list, it's giveaway T-shirt. It's, yeah, it will be. They'll uh, be like, like okay. what's this doing on here? Oh, don't worry about that. That's, a, that's, a, that's just an A memoir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a mnemonic. <laughs> yeah. Um. On to faces, bases, Duncan. How many Versace you painted? I, I'm currently painting... What? 13 Versace. <gasps> the Versace are back. Is it 13 Versace yeah. or is it one 13-year-old Versace? It, it, both are correct. And, and also yeah, not correct at the same yes. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so they're, they're, I'm currently currently looking at those. They're doing a bit of Versace mm-hmm. action. Uh, I've also painted uh, some old men, some young men, and some mediocre men, <laughs> medium-sized <laughs> men. On so many lists. So, uh, yeah, so we've got some HJ, uh, they're done, uh, some Volkstherm, they're done, and some... I found a, a ballista pack of uh, metal pa- late war pans grenadiers, so they got done in... Um, you found those? Red- yeah, I found them in a the drawer. Nice. Yeah. Score. Yeah. Classic models. I was like, do you know what? You did, where all the yeah. things you had. Was it a very yeah. good Excel sheet? I'm just, trying to, I'm just going to put it out Oh, there. no, it's an exceptional Excel sheet. The problem is it's data entry, and I get bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there's only bit, so much, much like work. Exactly, and then I, it's only because I was looking at it going, mm, "These are all metal. These are all metal. Wouldn't it be nice if I had some metal pans? Hold on, I'm sure I had some metal pans of grenadiers. Hmm, better have a ferret. So I had a ferret. I've got, I've got a retirement goal of finding all of my metal models. Cal- cal- well, yeah, the, at, the, at, the, at the point that I retire, calculating because I have loads of spare time when you retire. Obviously, when I'm like 105 years old. I was going to say you you live in Britain, right? Right? In, yeah, exactly. In, right. Let's say yeah, so. I'm going to calculate. I oh, know you're never you're never retiring. That's well, the point. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why it's a fanciful, you know, it's a thought exercise. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, no, no, no. Schrading his hobby. Eddie's got Eddie's got a cushy civil service um, life now. Oh, he's, that's he's, right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're I part of the put, system. Yeah, I just put the fees up, and then I'll I'll retire earlier. Good job. I oh, see. Thanks. See, Lee. That's why we need people like you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to count back all of my metal models. Yeah. And figure out how much glue goes in each one and then try to work out how much how much glue I've bought and how much does it actually cost to glue all of those metal models to the base. Because uh, I reckon and this this advert for euthanasia is brought to you by <laughs> yeah. They'd be like I could have, you know, owned a house. So somewhere Tacey is now dreading for retirement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was it going right, to cruise who sat there doing weird calculations? Yeah, why why do we need to know this? Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> no one asked no one asked you. Let me count. Alexa, I'm how much money old man. have I wasted on superglue? Go on, ask her. I dare you. I'm not sure about that. She says she's not sure about that. Useless. She's never sure of anything. No, she's exactly. the most non committal AI. Uh, everyone else is trying to take over the world. Alexa's like, well, I could do, but you know. Well, the difference between the like human race, I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. The difference between her and most millennials is eventually she does actually do something. Oh, they don't do that. That's not nice. You can't pick on millennials. I so you are a millennial. Up. I'm not a millennial. <laughs> I am. Well, yeah, but I, that's what I mean. He doesn't know who Johnny Briggs is. 
Well, Honestly, I've, I've had my cake and I've eaten it, so why can't I have it? Because well, just stop, stop drinking coffees and you can afford to buy a house. Uh, oh, so you have a car that got me. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. It's like See, that's how, eggs, obviously. That's yeah. how I bought my house. I gave up the cigarettes, the alcohol, and after a while saving, plus I helped, no, the parents paying the deposit, I managed to get a mortgage <laughs> to get a house. <laughs> yeah, plus the inheriting £350,000, uh, I was able to afford the deposit on this one-bedroom lock-up garage. In, in Islington? In, yeah, no, wait, in, in, wait, in wait, John that's, 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 that's something else, yeah. Yeah, that's something else. That's hobby lockup number else. X. Yeah, site X. Station X. Site X Ray. Site X. <laughs> so Passage. <laughs> Meanwhile, back yeah. in the point. So, uh, yeah, I painted Passage. I painted uh, HJ Volksturm and Tank Panzer Training Company figures. Are you totally so had now... that was all this week. Oh my god. Um, that was no. So that's about two weeks. It's about two weeks. It wasn't one week. Um. And then I also painted an extra panther because I realised I needed mm-hmm. three panthers and I only had two panthers, so I did one of those. Um, so that was nice. Uh, and then uh, I've got some Scottish, some Scottish uh, ribolds, ribolds for a uh, hundred years war. All right, some of okay. Them. I was like, context yeah. is everything. Yeah, context is important, and we'll leave it to the end of the sentence. Um, <laughs> And then yeah, that so that's that's the massage the massage being worked on actively. Although it is quite funny because I had to get some stands out and go, what colour did I paint these? Oh god. Need painting guys. I was say, guys. Does it matter? Because yeah. it's they're like a militia. The massage it probably doesn't matter. Oh come on now, they've got different coloured headbands. I need to know which which one's which. It's important. Okay. The, to me it's the basing I always forget to write down. Yeah, the basings is worst faces bases, right? There you go. I always forget to write down how I've done the bases, and then I come back later and I'm like, I'm gonna add an extra platoon to army. And I'm like, I can't remember how no, I did not. that. You are absolutely not adding another platoon to that army because <laughs> it all looks weird. Yep. Because the other thing is that sometimes they've uh, changed like the paint formula oh, or they've changed the games flock colour. Yeah. Flock colour is my favourite as well. No, wait a minute, this isn't summer grass. This is summer. Who's changed the summer grass formula? Um, summer grass texture like sun. Exactly. Uh, but no, that's that's what I'm currently working on uh, whilst trying to not think about uh, Swedish. I've got so much to paint. It's just, it's not depressing. That's not the right word. Overwhelming. I am super excited to have a hobby desk. It, have you got uh, have you got space carved out already? Have you for? I uh, have. I've got three different locations in my head, so at least hopefully, oh, hopefully one you, of them. You, I was gonna say you get one right. Not I get one. <laughs> no, I get one. Yeah. But hopefully, or, or maybe like I migrate because one of them is in the conservatory. So I think that'd be a great place to have a summertime no. work desk, and then to move it in or, the winter. or winter. Well, yeah, no. either or. But no, trust trust me, it's not a good place to have a healthy work desk <sighs> in the summer. But it's got. It's got. It's, it's nope. not a clear ceiling. It's a no. Nope. It will still be hotter than hell. Your paint will we'll dry see. up. It will annoy you. Well, that's fine. I can move it. That's why I've got three locations. Eddie, Eddie, we're, we're war gamers. Like we don't like sunlight. How many times have I told you sunlight is a no-no? Sun's, yeah, sun's bad. True. Sun's I bad. Know. Like this is why. Like the, the glory days of the pandemic seem like a very long time ago. Is it one o'clock yet? Well, yeah, didn't have to leave my house. I miss those days. No. Are you constantly texting the same? Is it one o'clock yet? Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I miss to... the days when one o'clock seemed like a late night. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like, oh, it's three a.m. I should probably go to bed. What is time? I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
No, it's fun. So yeah, that's that's me. That's me done. I need to build some stuff actually, but I, I can never motivate myself to build. Things. We're like the polar opposites of hobby. I know we've said this before. I just can't. I can't be asked. One, it's one so day we'll combine our, our strengths and become yeah, be unstoppable. Like Captain Planet. With our yeah. powers combined. Mm. I choose heart. Really, you chose. You chose heart. No, no, no. Ch- the Aztec guy chose heart. Just think about mm. that. Kalema, <laughs> Kalema. Did I talk about Indiana Jones last time? No. Uh, I think I did. I think I wanted to and I forgot. So that's why I've reminded myself now. So I've not painted anything, but I did see Indiana jo- the new Indiana Jones. Okay. Um, and the bit I want to talk about very quickly, I use my face space as time for this. Um, one of the fun things as a rivet counted military historian for the old original Indiana Jones was looking at the vehicles and what they've proxied them into. And going, that's okay. totally wrong. That would never exist. That's an RPG oh, seven. Yeah. That's not a Panzer mm-hmm. House, whatever. And also, it's nineteen thirty nine or thirty eight. Why have they got that? And that's a, a Zlin aircraft. That's not, you know, it's a Polish late war or Czechoslovakian post war training airplane. Like, why is that being used to proxy that particular nineteen thirty eight, you know, German aircraft? And unfortunately, in the new one, they've actually got. Military historians. So most of the aircraft are, most of the vehicles and aircraft and kit is extremely accurate. Why have they done that? (sighs) Because they've got budget now. And it doesn't matter. I know. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I miss, I miss, you know, Germans running around with Tommy guns and. And like the last crusade with that tank thing. I don't even know what that that was was supposed to be. World War One British tank. Mock up. What was it? Yeah. Yeah. Mock up thing just for plot. And then the, the German, um, the, the plane in the desert that spins around and hits the guy with the prop. Oh, yeah. Uh, like a stork the, or something like that. No, but yeah. it wasn't. It was a completely fabricated nonsense flying wing thing. Yeah. Because it had pr- propellers backwards, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a pusher plop prop thing. Yeah. Pusher plop. Pusher prop. <laughs> so in this one, they've kind of gone more accurate. And to me, that kind of lost a little bit of the charm. I'm not going to lie. A little bit? Yeah. I mean, they were still, they were still I mean, lost Hollywood dies stuffed, which is quite funny. Do you know what made me lose my charm with Indiana Jones? What? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Oh, the Crystal Souls. I mean, what? Just, I think, I, just, I, I, I don't I just, know, man. I mean, is part of it just the fact that it was the nostalgia of its time? And if you watch them again now for the first time, you'd be just as like, what the hell was this plot line? How has that guy been no. sat there for that long? Nope, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade is faultless, absolutely faultless, faultless. I still think Jesus should have drunk out of that plate. That would be hilarious. (laughs) A grail is a plate. It is a plate. A grail is a plate. (laughs) This is the irony. He says all he drinks like it's a plate. (laughs) That's where it comes from. This would be hilarious. Yeah. You chose really poorly. Spillage, (laughs) sippage, Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> they'll never sit they'll never suspect this yeah i like to think it was like the dentist chair more than anything you know like with, with gaza where it just put, you just started necking zambukas <laughs> and... uh, anyway so indiana jones don't go see that um no i would i i, I would give it a seven out of ten. Oh wow i mean it's still it's it's better than the crystal skull by far. Yeah, but oh, oh wow. Let's really set that bar no, high, that's what shall I'm we? Saying. 
and it's I didn't yeah. I didn't not enjoy it. I didn't love 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 it. I quite liked it. Did you consider walking out at any no. point? Okay, well that's that's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's it's it's, it's, a, it's past the Aaron yeah, Brockovich yeah. test. There then. were bits oh, where I was right, watching okay. going, ah, and you kind of find yourself analysing it a little that, too much because it's not. Does Sean Connery pop up at any point and then say that he shagged Indiana Jones's girlfriend, current girlfriend? Did he? Yeah, in in, in Last Crusade, he did. Good lad. Yeah. That's entirely yeah. improvised line in Sean Connery's part, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I watched. And, the how knew she was German? She talks in her sleep. Yes, yeah, so she so. talks in her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to watch him again now. Don't watch Highlander. I, w- I made that mistake the other oh, day. Really? Oh my god, it's dreadful. Really? First one. Yeah, it, like, I, it's a bit like that Eddie was saying. Like you walking it, walk, watching it back, and you think, okay, okay, it's cheesy, but the tower implodes. <laughs> like he hits it with a sword, and the bricks fall inwards. And you're like, what? <laughs> How does that work? Magic. Although there is some. Glorious, obviously, there's glorious bits in it. You know, just the idea that there's a, a Frenchman playing a Scotsman yep. and yeah. fancy brown eating it's, the scenery, yes, <laughs> exactly, and and making suggestive leers at, uh, at nuns. You know, oh, so Lee, what have you been painting? <laughs> yeah, I have been painting. I actually finished off all my that um, BattleTech start set. What I painted eight mechs. Jeez, wait. they're only tiny. Yeah, tiny, but he does them well. That's the problem. I just like slap paint and a wash. I know they are very nice. But yeah, so I paint those very nicely. Um, And now I'm in the process of just assembling all the lemp farm stuff, so I can get the comets painted, get their average painted, get the um, ram kangaroos painted. Which I decide I can shoot them. Yeah, I decide because I don't really need rams outside of using for warfare. I'm going to make them so I can take the tops off and swap the sexton bits back on. So I can use them as number eight sextons. Okay. <laughs> no, sorry, number four okay. sextons. Join the four already have. Say eight sextons. Jesus. Yeah, it probably won't use. It probably use once a blue moon. That's like the idea of having a full battery. Ram transformers. Yep. I was, almost, I, was, I, was, I was tempted to try one by actually putting all the ram bits on just to make it look like I was going to do rams for warfare. You should. You should do ram tanks. Yeah. yeah. They're really good. Ram man. You don't know. You weren't there. <laughs> but um, yeah, so not, like I said, we'll really just do so, it at the moment. Assemble, 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 assemble. When next month I'll start. Are you actually, if you actually cave though, then are you actually taking rams? No. Well, sorry, I'm taking ram kangaroos. Yeah, sorry. to Yeah, ram kangaroos. You're taking the filthy option. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's warfare. I'm good. It's got to have, got to have at least one thing that's historically inaccurate but gives me an advantage, right? So otherwise, I'm not taking it seriously. What's, what should they have? M5s? Well, the, the infantry were just trucked, just lorried. Is, oh, were yeah. they? But they had, so 29th Armoured Brigade had a motor infantry um, battalion, so they were in M5s. And then mm-hmm. 159th Infantry Brigade are a lorried infantry brigade, so basically have enough trucks to transport them. Okay. They don't actually use ram kangaroos. It's one of those weird things. You think the armour divisions would have armoured transports, but apparently not. No, that's why I, was, I thought they'd, I was going to say, I thought they'd be like the half tracks, but obviously not. No, like I say, the half tracks only for their um, motor, brigade, motor um, battalion in the tank brigade. There we go. Who knew? Well, if you actually read any of my articles, I didn't. Yeah. Well, that's yes. 
I meant you knew. That was one of my next line, but yeah, that's fine. Personally attack me. <laughs> I'm used to it by now. There you go. Um, so yeah, that's that's me. So it's, um, more tanks. Are you say are you um gave Eddie, you gave up your um time to talk about you know Jones. I did, yeah, I haven't done anything. <laughs> so been too busy doing stuff. thunderous silence. Yep. Yeah, you've been you've been too busy like, looking at spreadsheets and going, I don't know what any of this Gaining is. Gaining competitive advantage. Is it a competitive That's all advantage? I'll say. Would it make That's any all difference? I'll if say. you just put th- if you put three against everything, all would it matter? Art, yes, it would. No, it, it would. wouldn't. I it mean, would. it wouldn't. You mean never know, will you? Because you haven't, you haven't, you know, you're not going to do that, are you? Ah, because I know you. Because the umbrage you took yeah. then, <laughs> Dolores yeah. umbrage, Dolores umbrage, exactly. <laughs> We're enjoying on the painter channel, just listening to Eddie occasionally sigh at someone's. We'll try and work out what someone's. <laughs> <laughs> the bewildering list choices some people have made. I'm not sure what this guy's doing. I mean, so is, is it an attack list? Is it a defense oh, list? Oh, I figured out yeah. the, the thing about the scout cars. All right, okay. Because I'd forgotten in deep reserves, it's front armor three. Three. Oh, is it three? If you're three or more, you two. get stuck in deep reserves, which is why people were taking the scout cars and not the L6s. Right. Uh, and that made a lot more sense. I was like, ah, yes, at that point. You don't get stuck. Also, who took the broom bars? Who, which person? Who took the broom oh, bars? Oh God! Um, you found it for me. I did. I sent it through. I've, I've got list. Yeah, whoever you are, you've made my list now. <laughs> I need to get revenge on you before I die. That is not a broom bar list. That is was, an abomination. Broom bars and T twenty sixes, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it was like two broom bars or three broom bars. It was like the, the most max formation. It was stupid. Yeah. yeah, two broom bars. I mean, oh my days. Like what are they doing? Yep. Like at least three. Oh my god! Like what's the commander doing? One Brumbar and then a Ferdinand. I mean, Jesus, that is yeah. Some people's idea. No, that's not that. That that's not that is. <laughs> that's the opposite it's of something. that is. It's not something. It's an awful, <laughs> awful, and awful. Um, it's an awful. Yeah, I, I actually got lost for words looking at it, going, "What is this?" <laughs> uh, I'm just enjoying the rage, just the sheer. Uh. It's just a no basking in it. That shouldn't be allowed. You shouldn't be allowed to call that a broom bar formation. Three broom bars. My God. Some of them are just spectacular. It's just like how is that? There's, how is that? Legal? There's one Italian guy who's taken sixty points of anti tank fourteen. He had three three eighty eights. Was it four Lance? No, three eighty eights. Three Lancia nineties on the back of trucks. The Lancia, yeah, yep. in one platoon, and then four summer venti nineties, and it was like sixty three points worth of. Why I don't know because I'm like, what are you putting in reserve? <laughs> A truck mounted Lancia well, as it just yeah, waddles just on, dashes on, and goes, "Don't shoot me! I have a four up save." Chuckles, I'm yeah, in danger. <laughs> I'm in danger. Me and my three friends are in maximum oh, danger. Also, who who on earth is taking like that many KVs that require that oh, much? Oh, mate, I, I had lists with seven or eight of them in. They are, <sighs> yeah. It, the KV mid war problem is is significant. 
Phil, I think you got your points wrong. So yeah, because you can take. <laughs> oh no, no, no! They're all fair and balanced. They're fair and balanced. You can take. You take the mixed balanced. tank of each company, which gives you a platoon of four yeah. to five of the bloody things, which are front armor nine. So well, you can take eight. some junk in the other slot and as then well. You can't take you? yeah, junk in the other slot, like T seventies. Then you can add the the, T-60s, the, yeah. the, the favorite thing is to add in a uh, BA ten company as well. Oh. So then you have like nine or ten BA ten. Armored, you know, armored cars. I can actually, I can actually feel my penis right. shriveling. And then, and then you're like, just... okay, well, maybe I can deal with that. Um, maybe I can deal with. Oh, oh no, wait, what's that? You've got you've got four KV8 flame tanks as well. Oh, well, okay, so you're going to be flaming infantry, assaulting them with the unkillable tanks, and if I don't do that, you're going to swarm me with everything else. Yay! What this? This is this is this is what well, I. I was thinking about this. What about Crusader Horde? Surely Crusader Horde had a, well, that's the a place. Yeah, Crusaders do method. a place when you're facing. Because you can take mm-hmm. Crusaders, Stuarts, and then yep. potentially even Grants. Luke's done that to me before. Yep. I've just gone. <laughs> that's that's, like, that's oh. the other thing. And then, you know, they just swarm you with sheer number of holes. And you're like, it's not much I can do against that. Because how do I fight? How do I plan against fighting Crusaders? And how do I plan against fighting KV-8s? KV, you know. KV8s and KV1s. I suppose that's where the team, the team element comes that's in. That's where it? the team element comes in, and that's where the stance comes in as well. So. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realise you were just restricted to be doing one stance the entire weekend. I thought. Well, I'd... they change it up. So, last. <laughs> Sorry, I just got an image now of Eddie just standing really campily <laughs> and then going, oh, no, I've got to stand oh, like this. For... Oh, what? My wrist oh. really hurts. Um, the, the, the correct expression is wrecking. Marissa wrecking. Marissa wrecking. So they change to make they, to mix up the 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 formulas, as it were, to mix up the meta to use that term. Um, oh, last uh, last year, oh. you revealed your stance when you revealed your list. So you had to guess the opponent's stance, and then this year you have. Um, you don't know their stances until the beginning of the tournament. Is that right? But you have to take the same one the whole way through. I can't remember. But anyway, you've got important. It's not that important, but yeah, it, it, to be honest, adding the variable of changing a stance and then having to deal with a complete different set of mission probabilities you know, you, you, you're hamstringing yourself if you're mixing matching that much up, I think. Because mm-hmm. you're adding more variables to umpteen number of variables. No, I'm, it's going to be fun. It also, it also sounds like you're removing a huge chunk of joy, but, you know, apart from that. I mean, this is, this is to me, this part of it is very much the, the you know, the inches speech out of um, any given Sunday. The inches speech. Yeah, whereas you know, it's it's the incremental benefits. It's the effort you put in. Oh, are you talking about marginal yeah, gains that's now? That's the thing I can't remember. Oh, marginal you know, gains. you pull that extra inch of rum into your every pour of your drink, and then eventually it's nothing but rum, and you're a winner. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. Like that. I think I think we've established there's no winners <laughs> here already. <laughs> no, so it's the ETC's type two fun. What, no, it's type two fun. It's, it's, it's amazing afterwards. 
<laughs> Are you sure this isn't Stockholm syndrome? <laughs> I was going to say uh, this, Eddie. Eddie, if you want rescuing, blink three no, times. No, it's it's addictive. It is. It, it's you know. I, I, no, I, I completely understand. I, I completely understand for some people. Some people that this is like super super, but like it just seems like all like this is a game. Yeah, it is. No, it is a game, and I enjoy it as a game, and I play it as a game. But this is a little element where it is a game where if you say a game within a game, I swear to God, I'll kick you <laughs> no, right I in the corner. Actually, I was not going to say that. Okay. Adam Hart, I was going to say, <laughs> right. it's not a game within a game. I will but cut your jacket off. This is taking it to the nth degree. Um, but the irony yeah. is, so here's the irony, right? And here's why I think the ETC last year was so much fun. And I think it is, it has a bad reputation for what it actually is now. Not to say it didn't deserve the, rep- you know, all, all the instances. Yeah, we're talking years well, back, right? Yeah, years, yeah, yeah pre-COVID, years, years ago. Um, all of that perception of all the stuff and this shady shenanigans that went down. There's only really five teams out of the seventeen who are there who want to win-win. If that makes sense. So why don't you all just go and have a laugh and play some because games, and then. It, just go for the carry-off. Because, it, you know, if you've got the chance to be one of the teams that win-win, then why not try to win it, if that makes sense? Uh, yeah? I yeah. mean, that's the thing, and, and that's... Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Why do the other people Because it is, it's a really good win-win. Fun, you know? Yeah, so what, why... But it okay. is fun. This is fun. It is Flames of War. It's yeah. really good games right. of Flames of War. Last year, I played six amazing games of Flames of War, and... I, it would just hurt my eyes. That's the thing. I just hurt it. I, I I know the games are probably and like some of the people going. I know it's absolutely fantastic people. Yeah, I completely understand. Amazing that. painting. It's just as well. the alarmy list. Yeah, but that makes it worse. I've had yeah. this discussion with Ben. Do you remember? It's worse. Yeah, yeah, I get you. I'd rather if I'd rather get kicked in the knackers by something that's like just painted by like someone like Stevie Wonder's <laughs> on, like than than it be beautiful and then go oh that's really beautifully painted but they're t26 air quotation marks so that's <laughs> yeah so here's the other thing though right because we have this you know magnifying glass on that element of the list building that then gives fuel to get changes to enable the friendlier tournaments to be more balanced Because if every list had it had an you know it, I know it's impossible because the variables involved and that's fine, but if in an ideal world every single list had a the same chance of winning, down and it was down to your playing, if that made sense, then tournaments would be a lot more varied. Yes, I I didn't screw that, but yeah. And I know, I know. I don't understand it, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna disagree. You don't with understand it. I don't it. understand. Well, the, the no. fact, the fact that we can sit there and hopefully, I'll, you know, as we expect, after the next ETC, go look, KV ones trounced every list they came up against, or they timed out to a draw against each other. There's irrefutable proof that the KV one points need to be adjusted, and then in the dynamic point system, Battlefront can go away, tweak it. And go. Oh, actually, you know, maybe we'll make KV ones worse, and we'll, you know, no one played Soviet infantry, so let's make them a bit cheaper or better or whatever. 
But isn't that part of that to do with the fact that there's a time on around and playing Soviet infantry in mid-war is... <sighs> no, they're quick. just terrible. They're just too too expensive for... Ooh. Are they, they terrible? They I, I feel they're terrible. Are they terrible? Well, they're not terrible because they, terrible. they are a cheap filler for a KV-1 delivery system. Oh, but without God. them, without the KV-1s, what do you do? Well, I mean, you played Mike. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. that's the the stuff. That's different. And also, yes, I did play Mike, and I beat him with the mediocre Panzer three list. I mean, I, I, no, I, it's not Flex. I think it's just a case of that's a, that's a case that's a case exposes itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think Mike would agree if he remembers that game where he came running across the Stalingrad board, and mm-hmm. I just had you know a, a reasonable number of machine guns set up, and just went. Daka, 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 and then went, right, okay, uh, that's blunted your attack, and I'm just now going to drive over you with my tiger. But that doesn't prove anything. Well, it does. Because on another day, no, it doesn't, because on another day, he rolls well, all three, saves them all, and walks across and kicks you in the head. No, it doesn't. That's what I mean. It doesn't it's, roll threes because he's hit on twos, and it's just a ridiculous number of dice. Doesn't matter. But, but there's dice involved. No, yeah, Eddie. there will be There dice. is a, there yeah, is a yeah. scenario. It's, impr- it's, it's implausible. Yeah, it's, but I'm just defeating oh, your own logic because yeah. I, I made a statement, and you tried to refute that by saying you played Mike. And I said, yes, I did. But in my instance, I got a different result. So if you. if What? <laughs> you're trying to say that Soviet infantry were good because Mike wins with them. Mike, Mike, Mike. Could I didn't win say that. Leaded. Yeah. Mike could win with a broken spoon. Yeah. No, but it's just it's a game of dice. There's too many variables anyway. Yes and no. You've got to be able to roll the dice. Okay. I, I do. I do with. agree with the point. If everyone's taking KVs, it suggests that there's something yep. off with KVs. Oh no, I don't dispute that. I'm not. I'm not saying that there's there's not a problem if everyone's taking them. It's like the Mornfang problem in in Warhammer when it uh, changed yeah. to eighth edition, and they went to the South Coast GT and they took a picture of over a hundred Mornfang models, and you're like, well, there's only a hundred players. So Every, that means that, that what's the Mornfang? You know, almost everyone. Uh, it's the Ogre oh, Cavalry. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the units of four Ogre Cavalry. So basically, if you had a, a, an Ogre list, you were taking at least four. Jeez. And they just took the picture of this table of, of <laughs> everyone's of just them units going, of the same thing because they're yeah. that good. I think you should do. It. You should probably do that at the ETC. That's empirical well, that's, proof. That's Isn't exactly that what I'm saying, from, and that's the same kind of thing. And, it's not empirical proof, though, is be, it? Well, the results will be, but you don't get that. No, they won't. You don't. You don't get that data without people trying to push the limits of what they can do with in the framework. Just because, well, uh, to, to quote a, a famous scientist, just because you can. This is the third episode in a row. I get a Jeff, a Jeff Goldblum Jurassic Park picture into into the into the video version. Oh my god, he's so sexy. Uh, do you know? Do you know why? <laughs> what? Because he's a man. Yeah, he is, he is the, the man. man. I thought you said he's a man. I was like, that's a bit much, Dunk. <laughs> well, that, that's a again. That's a I low mean, bar. That's a three out of ten. I feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a three star review here, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. In the car, uh, yeah. talking uh, talking to myself. That's that's absolutely that's adequate, man. No, it's not Jeff, but fine. Good, good attempt. <laughs> nice, nice butterf- butterfly theory, which isn't chaos theory. That's fine. No, I know. Butterfly theory, such a I love Jurassic Park. Anyway, should we get to the Union's Army? The Scandinavian Union's Army. Yes. Like um, it's all it's all um, Nordic. It's all Nordic. All Nordic all the time. I know every language but Nordic. Do you you know that? There's different, um, in different European countries, there's different ways to say it's all Greek to me. And it all involves different countries. It's all like, it's all Chinese. It's all, uh, yeah, Czech. 
different countries say different things. I'll find it. We can include that on the uh, on the podcast link. It's really educational. <laughs> Because that's what people are here for. Education. All I want to know is, what do the Greeks call it? Oh, I wonder what that is. Oh, you have to look it up. Um, Mayan. It's all Mayans. Mayan. 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 There you go. <laughs> so bizarre. That's okay. Let's go choose a long dead South uh, Central American civilization. <laughs> Kalema. Kalema. Yeah, but yeah, it still works. <laughs> works in any situation. Well, it depends if you like your heart or not, doesn't it? I suppose. <laughs> Anywho. I asked Hammy to say something funny. He, says, he asked, what's brown and sticky? To which I replied, is it, is it... I replied, Soviet infantry. And he goes, I suppose so. <laughs> no, is, is it is it the um, alleged paint that Mike Everest is using on his table? <laughs> the perfect brown, hashtag. Yeah. <laughs> Emperor's children. All right. So in in Greek, it's all Greek to me, is this strikes me as Chinese. This strikes me go. as Chinese. Yeah. Pick another country. This is um Luxembourg. Luxembourg that's not a country. It, it most definitely is a country. No, it's not. It's a principality. Barely counts. All right, They're not well, on here, so they don't the count. Next best thing, the Netherlands. The Dutch. Crepin waffle? Yeah. That is Chinese to me. Spoken a packet. There you go. <laughs> Danish is brilliant. Danish. Danish. This is a town in Russia. This is a town in Russia. <laughs> nice. There we go. That was probably on well, the yeah, we definitely into talking about Nordic forces versus the Russians then. Yeah, so obviously we just we looked at the Nordic book in the last episode. So as is customary, and I think at this point Darren will point out all the times we haven't done it. Um, yeah. on the next episode we go and like say what this can we come up with using that book. I'm excited. So we've set hundred points. That's pretty much our standard um I say go to, and we're just going to try and stick to the book as much as possible. Well, are we? I'm sure. If, um, yeah, we are. At least I, I I think your core formation, you know, your, your core formation and force should be from Nordic forces. If you've got an allied formation, that's fine. But okay, okay. So, Duncan, I know you've already been wearing a go, wearing a go on this one, so you go first. Yeah. Shall, shall I do my first list? Because yeah. I did two. It's, it's the first one you show. It's the first one, the one you show us. Go for yeah. it. Yeah. So, so the first thing you do is you clear your mind of all external complexities. You must be in a zen-like state to appreciate this. So, do that now. Take thirty seconds. Just clear. Do you your then mind. lay on the ground and make yourself as flat as possible? Yeah, that you have to lay down step. in a field. I, I can see um, where this is going already. <laughs> touch some grass. Um, yeah, interfere with a chipmunk. <laughs> Um, uh, and then, so you, the first thing you do is you take an S tank formation, mm-hmm. obviously, and you add into the command three S tanks, and then you take four more platoons of S tanks. So these are in three. Swedish, um, right? It's all, all Swedish. There is no other list in this book. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. It does not compute. Um, uh, and then, yeah. You, so that's your first formation. That comes to the princely sum of fifty-five right. points. So how many, how many S tanks is that? Which so is far? quite nice. That is 15, okay. I believe. Is it 15? Yeah, three, it must be, yeah. Three, 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 yeah, 15. So that's, that's, that's you know, that's a nice round number. 
Um, because you can take three in the command, can't you? Which is unusual. Yeah. Uh, and then so the next thing you do is you need to top up the rest of that to get to 100 points. So you take another rest tank formation. Uh, you do exactly the same thing, but only with two uh, tanks in the command. Mm-hmm. So uh, it gets to uh, 45 points, which makes an exactly round 100 points of all <laughs> S tank. And I think that gives you 24 S tanks as a total, which I think is, is, as you'll find, quite an optimum number. And these are front armor 12. Oh, it doesn't front matter. Front armor don't, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't count. Doesn't, yeah, well, whatever. 12. You just take, yeah, brilliant. And and then you'll for, you'll you can put an entire formation in reserve then as well. Which but the nice. ambush, so the ambush tank rule means that they can shoot and remain gone to ground. Yep, long they move. Yep, slat armor means that they armor thirteen versus heat, which <laughs> yeah, whoop to do. You're hit. It basically stops an RPG seven. You are amphibious, which I appreciate. You only have a four up cross, which yep. is atrocious. Yep. Yeah, I don't exactly. understand that. That's really weird. I know. It's With just an AT-21 gun. Range range. Yep. Two up firepower, brutal, just forward firing, laser range finder. Range 48. Overworked yep. and smoke. And I'm not sure what you do with that, but you do go, oh, look at this. Look at all of this. I'm not sure it's terrible. I'm not sure it's as terrible as I first thought I mean, it was. I mean, the, res- the reserves... Well, it's not great, but it's not... Are not the reserves are, are troublesome. Great, yeah. But they're all... But they're troublesome for all the Nordic lists, unless you take... um. Some allied West Germans. Um, you attack it, yeah. Because if you attack, you're not great on the. On no, the... you don't attack. Why are you attacking? Why are you attacking? If you go in defence, you your deep reserves is going to bite you. What? So you can't start up with anything? Well, pretty much, you have like one unit on. Uh, that'd be brilliant. I'd love to see that. <laughs> no, no uh, you know, you're not attacking. You have to get manoeuvre. Manoeuvre at any stance is going to work. Well, that's fine. Okay. There you go. So my, my actual proper list, though. No, so that a was a joke. One. One. That was so just nothing but tank. Tank. Was it a well, joke? Was it? Are you sure it's not like a little bit of you thinking? Actually, team team Yankee four well, seventy. Actually, right? <laughs> it, I mean, it might have been the first list I did, and they went, "No, that's just silly." <laughs> uh, so, so because it's yeah, it's twenty twenty four, which is not no, it's not twenty four. What am I talking about? Three. Yeah, fifteen. In the first. I can't one. Be You've got one less tank in the second one, so fourteen. Yes. So it's twenty nine. Twenty yeah. nine S tanks. Well, it's not terrible. They they do come in packs of three, so that's just ten boxes. They, they are plastic. Are they only packs of three? They're not They're five. A pack of three. What's this? Well, it's three um, tanks strong, so it, make, it makes a kind of sense. <laughs> it does make sense. I bet there's no economy of scale in there, though. Is there, Phil? <laughs> um, so my actual list was it was. Um, the same S tank formation, so it was full full potato S tank. So you get twelve, which is quite quite nice. Um, then take the two armored uh, PV PVV three hundred two um, the yeah. rifles, but I don't I didn't upgrade any of them because I didn't see the point. Because the you can take that extra missile, which makes them AT twenty two, but they only get one shot with it. It's such mm-hmm. a trap because you don't want to be shooting. You don't want to shoot one thing and then, you know, all hell break loose. Yeah, but you can leave. See, here's the thing, though. The thing that we do, we keep our platoons together because that's how we play. But it's like... Well, it's how the rules suggest that you play. Yeah, it's like stop you leaving that sat somewhere. May I I refer you previously to my comment about just because you can doesn't mean you should. You know, one of those on Overwatch sat in a tree line 
That's fair. That's a fair point. Yeah, you know, you it's know not... and the rest of the platoon goes off to go capture that mobile objective. You're not taking it with you, but then you've got a perfect, yeah, you know, it's I extra, it's extra great. massive AT shot a turn. And what I mean, who's going to waste shooting that one stand? I think the problem is the, uh, the well, platoons got... aren't particularly big in the first place. They're not massive. Correct. So leaving that one stand back is you know, you're reducing your well, and it, uh, it's not an extra stand. If it's an extra stand, I could see your point, but you're actually swapping out one of your points. Yeah, that's what I meant. Stands. Sorry, leaving that we're still leaving one of your oh, six Oh, I stands. see, because there's only three stand. Oh god. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, it's like the, the, the Carl Gustavs in the British list. So they're actually separate. Yeah, um, little little tiny tank team. So you you ch- you're exchanging a third of your um sort of aggressive. Uh, Any tank, if you like, for a, a more snipery type one, and I don't, I don't know if it's worth. It I, I'll point. just leave them on the jeeps. Take, take, take the build jeeps yeah. for extra, extra shot, and <clears> um, yeah, yeah. So if you take the S tanks, the infantry, because you take both the infantry, because that's awesome. Like having two infantry in a in a mech yeah, uh, platoon is, is quite tasty. Um, and that gives you, I think, that's seventy four points. And then the first thing you do after that is you put in the bander cannon with the forward reserve for ten points because. You know, obviously. Um, exactly. Well, 10 points is just... And they've got the oh. autoloader plus one I mean, to hit, right? Yep. Correct. And the veteran and... And, and, and range. Yeah. Oh, 100 and... I can't even read that. Yeah. 104 inches. Mm, nice. Yep. So they're, they're doing some work. Plus, you haven't got any artillery. That's the other weird thing. You don't get any baked in artillery support. You don't even get any mortars mm-hmm. or anything. So you do need something. So that's that's putting them in, and then uh, to to round that out, I thought, well, actually, sixteen points. Do you know what sixteen points equals in support? Four, four vegans. Yeah, yeah. So I just put four Oof, vegans in. Wow. I thought that that's you know that's pretty tasty in terms of you don't need those AT twenty two. I don't think no anti aircraft though, apart from the vegans. Mm, no. But then you either you either do it or you don't yeah, do it's you, true. with any aircraft, and you can only take what three tubes of missile um, defense system stuff anyway. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you take it as four points. I think it's quite expensive for what it does. Uh, yeah, possibly. Well, you compare it. I know it's not quite the same, but you compare it to the Soviets or the 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 Germans can take the Gepards and then the, the Red Eyes, and that's. Quite a nice little yeah. combo. Just three little tubes by themselves. Which feels yeah, a bit... no, no one takes Roland's, right? It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, one, no, no. Exactly. Um, so that's 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 exactly one hundred points. Now I don't know. I haven't thought about reserves. I didn't get that far. I just think went. Oh, that's that's pretty nice. But um, you're always going to struggle with the reserves for any of these horses. I think we. I just yeah, we just said that. Um, just because they're they're relatively economical and they haven't got one big unit that you can try and put into that reserve slot, so you're going to be multiples. Interesting. Uh, it's, it is a problem. The, the modern reserve system it just penalises if you don't have like a one expensive unit. Yeah, which yeah. is good though because it means that you I mean, end up it limits the amount of chaff you can take. Does uh, it? Yeah, it does because you. No. If you sat there and go, well, actually, I'll take. Yeah, you know, if you didn't have to worry about your reserves being brought on by unit, and you could put anything in reserve, that's another thirty-three points worth of nonsense, or forty points worth of nonsense you could take. I know, which I just doubles, think cause, cause... The, doubles. You know, at that point, you're rocking up with you know forty or fifty tank hulls mm-hmm. rather than the twenty-five, thirty. 
Yeah, I, I just feel it penalizes armies that can't do a one or two unit drop. Yeah, no, yeah. that that is fair. I know that again, playing, that playing British, yeah. it's like you end up with like three or four units in reserve. It's just yeah, but yeah. All right, so that's a sounds like a cool list. How, how many yeah, attacks yeah. is that in total? Uh, only twelve. Only. 12. <laughs> only. Yeah. Right, Lee. What have you got? So that that's it. Yeah. So I went Norwegian. I thought I'd go Ooh. for Norwegians. Um, yeah, because I, I was looking at Finns, and the Finns are cool, but I thought no one really, no one's really going to do Norwegian, so I thought I'd look at them. Nice. Um, so it, I went with the infantry infantry formation, the storm storm formation. Mm-hmm. So I got HQ in NM one three five. I then got two storm troops. Mm-hmm. Both upgrade to have all NM one three fives rather than you know half and half of M one M one thirteens. One unit's got cargo staffs and one unit's got Eric's. Okay. I've got the four NM one four two anti tank um vehicles with tow two. Four leopards and then four eight one millimeter mortars. So that's the formation. In support, I've got the NM one three five recon troop. Um, mm-hmm. NM195 Air Defence Troop, which is basically a bit like the Swedish one, but on M113s. Mm-hmm. I've got two Vigans. Because I figure with, with the Maverick, you can get standoff. You don't, you don't have to dice around the SAM, um, enemy um, SAM systems you don't want to. Yeah. Ooh, okay. You should, mm, do you not? Yeah, you can, just stand, you can just stand off and pick things off. That range you get in the Mavericks. But is your range... Yeah, but is yours range greater than their range? Well, your because the missile systems tend to have quite correct. A long... So yeah, there's some systems have got a longer range, but they can't. But they still can't cover a full table. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. You find the the one area that yeah, they can't. Hope it, uh, no, they can't so either they have yeah. to group all their high value stuff in one place, which you know you can use to drive the battle at that point, or you pick stuff off that gets outside the summon brother. Um, and then look at this. It, Let's talk about this. I, I don't like this. This is far too put yep. together. No. This, this then is joined M109s, up. Norwegian M109s, the short barrel ones. Yep. At that point, for the last 20, uh, 33 points, I took a US Marine Corps M60 platoon because Norwegians have that little yeah. sidebar where you can take yeah. their um, US yeah, Marine Corps. Yeah, yeah, totally. Legit. And a full, almost full strength, because I didn't take 60mm, 60mm mortar, um, US Marine Corps rifle platoon. Because oh I have faced that thing so many times, I know how mu- how good those guys are at st- holding the objective. Well, there's just such a huge blob of stuff a big as well, isn't it? Stuff. Um, so the idea would be that's you'd quite, have nice. the US Marine Corps platoon on the front on the front foremost objective, or if you're playing a like yep. a, a short you know, a long a long table edge mission, you have those guys pretty much on their own. You then yeah. have the Eric's the Eric's stormtroops either shooting over the top of them or off on the other side, backed up by their um, NM195s, the one, their M109 uh, mortars. The Storm Group, the Cargo Staffs, the Leopards, and the M60s are your reserve, basically. Yeah. So you've got three reserves. But, but you're playing at eight tank, you've got the Vigans. Well, you probably don't want the Leopards necessarily on the table anyway, because they'll just explode in yep. gory yeah. death. You got you got enough mobility you can go on the attack. You have got enough um, static strength you can go on defense. I think it's a nice little all round yeah, list. I don't like this. Yeah, 
I mean, the two vegans nice because I was thinking about that going two vegans. That's not it's not a lot of punch, yeah. is it? Obviously, I'd um, proxy in Norwegian F16s at that point rather than using vegans. Ah, uh, the venerable F16. Well, it was venerable then. It's brand new. I know. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I, I remember the Norwegian crew chief talking to me about his F16 uh, when I was out there a couple of years ago with the former job. Mm-hmm. Just like, ah, oh, they are old girls, but they are working harder. Huh? You're looking forward to the F35s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, yeah, that's, that's mine. I mean, it's not. Vegan isn't bad. I've, it's a cheap Maverick shot. Vegan's very good. Or cheaper Maverick the, shot. The Vegan's yeah. very good. Mavericks plus four, four 85 salvo mm-hmm. and cannons yeah. with anti helicopter. If you really the have cannons, to. Yeah, the cannons are the weakest bit because they rate a fire two, whereas most of them are rate a fire three. I mean, three, but if you, but end, up, if, if, three, if you yeah. end up having to take down a helicopter, yeah. you know, it may do it for you. As Mike show, Mike shown with his um with his his intruders as a Harrier proxy, those cannons can actually be quite a good little disruptor against um yep. SAM systems and you know, self-propelled guns and stuff. So yeah. <sighs> what you got, Teddy? Well, I thought you would both go S tank. Well, I'm causing it. So oh, I decided Jesus. not to go S tank and instead went Danish. Ah, I thought I thought for sure you could go through. Oh. Okay. Ah, see. Uh so I went for a Centurion Squadron. Nice. Because, you know, one of us has got to represent Lee. <laughs> Centurion's a jank. So H- H- HQ Centurion, a platoon of three Centurions, another platoon mm-hmm. of three Centurions, another platoon of three Centurions. Um some M106 120mm mortars. Oh my god, in formation. Nice. Yep. Thank you very much. The M113 infantry platoon in formation. Thank you very much. The M113 toes, which I think are I four of them. Yeah, two four of them. them. Four of them for six points. Yep. Thank you. I'll have those information as well. Thank you very much. Uh, and then I'll just take some uh, 109 howitzers as well. Uh, information through them. Yeah. It's a strong formation. Which is a big block. Uh, then I take two platoons of the Scout uh, Mercedes-Benz because, you know, G-Wagon. <laughs> why would you not? Yeah. Uh, and you can shoot your Uzi sideways totally, out of it as yeah, well. You know? it's lovely. They've got yeah. laws as well. I just love the idea of law drive-bys. I, I know. They, they absolutely don't they have, do have laws. laws. They don't have no, no, they absolutely don't. They do not hold to it. They do not hold to it. Yeah, they are, they are a law one. unto themselves. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> I just, it's just the yeah, 88 12, range 12, heat and slow firing. <laughs> yeah. um, and then four tornadoes uh, from West Germany. Mm-hmm. They're because cheap. they are eight points and they have that amazing salvo, which isn't one use. Yeah, why is it one use? I don't know. It's anti tank eight, three out of five hour salvo template. It's just like, oh, hello. I mean, it's the very definition of being one use. It's a big canister you strap to the bottom of the aircraft and it's right, banged out the all the you don't, you don't reload the aeroplane. You don't reload the aircraft. You're just getting a different one. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I had four points left. So I got um, four red eyes, four stand red eye platoon for yep. anti air. Can can you take them without the without the um, Gepards? Yes. Cause, cause yeah, because these are Danish. These are the Danish red eye. That's what I mean. They have half tracks to drive around in. Yeah, yeah. They? they're four red eye AAs with two M113 half tracks. 
because um, they don't so have yourself. Say it again. They're four AA red eyes, red yeah, eyes in. with in in two M one one three half track. Well, tracks. APCs. That's APC. what. That's what confused me. You kept Sorry, saying half track. Half track. Yeah, I did. Yes. Sorry. I, I thought. I thought you meant. I thought you were going to say M three half yeah, tracks M3. as well. <laughs> yeah, proper retro, old school, Nation, yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Yesterday's technology. So my tomorrow, reserve yeah. is the three Centurions. Is that oh, it? sorry. Oh, I'm forgetting the three German Leopard 2s. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> it sounds like enough on its own, doesn't it? And I was yeah. like, that's only 67 points of Danish people. That, Man, what, that, co- what costs 33 points? What, what costs 33 <laughs> points? Oh, three Leopard 2s. That'll do me. A two-platoon reserve. Excellent. If you give fancy taking it for 1950s standards, um, Churchill's, the 20-pounders, you thought you'd go for the 120s. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I didn't. I just didn't at that point. But it's a, it's a good combo, I think, at that point. Like I say, one platoon of Leopard 2s to back up all that 8-tank, um, you know, 19... Are they the Arrowhead ones? Or they no, they're the standard, standard flat ones. slabby. The ones I like. Three of them. Slabby, slabby, slabby faces. Yeah, uh, see, they're still they're pretty punchy. punchy. They're not pretty punchy, they're very punchy. Well, my, my Dutchies love them. Full armor 18, anti-tank 22, advanced stabilizer, play to range finder. Oh, they just drive on and go, oh, and you're dead, and you're dead. Well, normally they drive on and go, oh, everyone else is dead. <laughs> Here we come to say, oh, we haven't saved the day. <laughs> I, like, I, like, I like the. Nope. I, if you could pick anyone to be in your uh, Team Yankee army, who would you be? And it'd be like, I'll be the three Centurions that are the second drop reserve. Because <laughs> we, we turn up and everyone's either already dead, everything's dead or we've already lost, and therefore the sensible thing to do is drive away and live. <laughs> Honestly, it's like your community meme where he walks in with the pizzas, everything's yeah, yeah. on fire. Yes. <laughs> everything's on fire. <laughs> so, I almost at the beginning of this whole exercise, I almost said, Oh, this is really good. This is like a list that I've built, and I'm quite happy with paper hammering it but i don't want to actually play it or collect it and having talked about it now i'm like that's 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 pretty good but i mean on the other hand you've got canadians you've already got that leopard, oh, you've no, already no. got a leopard one army it's, kind it's of not like... gonna happen yeah but also my my referee to the lord our jesus christ uh the S-tank. i know that's the other thing i this is right. this is why I'm, I would I'm pick not funny. this is because i knew you'd do s tanks i thought lee would probably do s tanks as well if you hadn't already thought about it no, I'm surprised Lee didn't do Centurions. I mean, honestly, yeah. it was going to be this or Finns. Centurions great, but you know, there's lots of other cool stuff in there. Book. Is it's quite a good book. Looking, yeah, you know, going through. It's almost like we should have said what nation we were going to yeah, do. Yeah, where's the fun in that? Yeah, but we, but we, but there we haven't any. duplicated, I mean. which is nice. So, yeah. It's, uh... yeah, I quite like the Finns as well. I do like the idea of using Soviet. I would have done. <laughs> See, the other option, I, the other thing I was looking at was those really good Swedish jeeps. With the missiles, uh, the anti tank yeah, ones. Yeah, I was very tempted. To, the, the thing that put me off, they're a trap. No, well, yeah, my toe jeeps off. That. Yeah, I mean they're not yeah. a trap, but because I could, I, was, I wanted them and I wanted the band cannon, the bandstand Obviously. cannon. I mean, who um, doesn't? But the thing that yeah. put me off was the fact I don't like. I'd have to take the uh, APC formation, and the APC just looks too weird. It looks like a you. you you like described ghetto. to chat GBT to draw you an M113 and it's kind of gone. Ugh. It's got too yeah. many fingers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I 
Well, now what's that? What's the what's the image one called? I can't think now. Oh, mid 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 um, mid, mid journey. Mid journey. Yeah, exactly. It's like you've described him one one three to that, and it's gone. Here you go. This is what I've come up with. You like? Oh, I don't like it. I don't understand. There must be a reason for it. I'm gonna have to find out why it's got that weird wrinkle. Is it some kind of defense thing on In the, the front? It's just like, like it's just like a double yeah. slope. It's just like sloped armor, basically. But it's no, I think it's because it's amphibian. It's anti. I think it's because it's, 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 it's uh, a bow wave. Oh, I mean, they are amphibious, right? They are, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all so M113s, they have that. No, they, exactly. So they, so the M113, to avoid getting swamped, they have That's the board that goes out forward. Yeah. These have this as well. But if you look at it, it's designed to deflect the wash sideways away from the turrets. Uh, yes. But I can so see I think it's, it's, yeah. it's slightly more aquatic, is my guess, looking at it. With Which, the round in a country full of lakes, more amphibian. yeah, to make it more to make it a better amphibian. The one one three is pretty bad, really. Well, I was reading a, to, uh, a bit today about the uh, various deployments of the Swedish Army. Um, so my my formation was actually the Eighth Armored Brigade, oh. um, and one of the things they were talking about was uh, counter attacking beachheads was one of their big things. So we should definitely do a, an amphibious landing in that would Scandinavia. Be amazing. We need some naval infantry for that. Make it happen, Phil. <laughs> Who's some? Surely the studio manager's going on holiday again at some point, and like we can just convince them that that they need to just sculpt an entire new range, right? <laughs> wow, Polynesian canoes. That's what I'm saying. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's what I mean. There we go. So uh, there's one picture I found of the PVB uh, 302 swimming, and it's shot from the. It's taken from the rear quarter. Does it look awesome? I, bet it looks I mean, awesome. the the front the front plate, the wash plate, is actually ha- because it's angled, does have a bow shape to it. So I think it yeah. is just to provide a bit more aquatic capabilities. Which makes sense. Yeah, it just looks yeah, cool. Yeah, it looks cool. Just accept it's it. It's a shame cool. it's a resin yeah. kit. I mean, that's that's the other thing I couldn't bring uh... myself to. I've, I've paid my penance by doing my Dutch APCs. I don't think I should be forced to do it. paid your penance by doing massage. <sighs> Only the penitent man my power, said he. Duck! No, mm. mate, that's a swim wagon. Just remember... <laughs> just remember Jehovah starts with an I. In, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> In Greek. In Greek. <laughs> and that Jesus drank out of a plate. <laughs> <laughs> he did, but he did, that's what growl means. Ask Mike. Is it really? Grail is a plate. It's a serving. It's a serving platter. Yeah, in medieval France. I told them we already got platter. one. Yeah, exactly. Bonjour. I've just they googled what is a grail, and it's come up with a Soviet uh, defense missile. There you go. I think you're. Uh, that's Google learning your algorithms. <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be hilarious. It's the war gamer trap in the. It got all these cups and plates well, and it's an anti aircraft missile. Yeah, it's SA it's it's 13 <laughs> Grail in the corner. So it yeah. goes, ah, I know what ah, ah, trick question. It starts trying to drink out of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's more than a yard of ale. A Grail of ale. That is. That Jesus was a, hum- was a humble carpenter. I also believed that strong air defense is us. <laughs> yeah. well, well, exactly. If the, if the devil's got wings, what better to take him down? <laughs> He's coming straight for us. I beg your pardon. <laughs> yep. I still can't find what the, uh, the, the school class size for 1945 is in Germany either. This really starting to annoy me. 
<laughs> Someone must know. I've got like 1938. Just ask ChatGPT. Alexa. <laughs> How many watch lists? She doesn't know. She doesn't know anything. She gets arsy as well when I call her Siri. <laughs> <laughs> An officer answers. Da, 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 da. This yeah. is so, uh, more questions from our lovely patrons. Our lovely, lovely patrons. How do we love thee? Let me count the ways by going through this list of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darren, Chief Archivist Hart asks for more details on the hashtag ultimate challenge please yep so that's for the for the patrons for next year for the 80th d-day celebrations um right i can't help but think i missed the memo on this one <laughs> well no, i'll put it up well, i'll put it up on the um there's a separate channel for it on the discord Ooh, fancy that's probably yeah, why no there's not I, I just i know you haven't looked so i could have said anything you could have just said yeah no we had we had a full multimedia presentation <laughs> on their affairs did you not see that <laughs> no no i didn't that's amazing yeah, slides and everything there's a 27 minute pitch video as well um <laughs> couple together no the, the idea with this was um and we haven't really feathered it out any more than than a sort of a very rough idea at the moment um right of essentially creating two maybe well one maybe two d-day armies um, and then getting people that are going to attend to paint said armies mm-hmm. or paint a unit for said army. And then someone will walk away with said army at the end of the day. So like a super mega raffle prize. Well, uh, that sounds like me at most tournaments. Well, no, that you're usually creating your army on the way. Not, you're not no, walk- I am. And then I just take someone else's at the end of it. Oh, I see. <laughs> Joking. Oh, God. It's, it's like a jersey, a jersey swap at the end of the game kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's Which jersey got to do with it? <laughs> Poor Jersey. He's back, baby. What, the Channel Island? He's, Jersey I don't think they went away. Well, I mean, you know. Tax was, he called, was he called Jersey because he was from Jersey? I think so. Oh, that would make sense. Or it's just the only thing you could think to rhyme with James. <laughs> Jammy. <laughs> Jammy James. <laughs> and the giant Jamie, peach. Jammy Hammy James. No, is this Hammy? Ham and, um, ja- Ham and Jammy James. Ham and Jammy James. Pegasus <laughs> Games. Um, okay, that's so, pretty cool. So, we'll, yeah, we'll work that out. I mean, it'll have to be sensible. It won't, you know, I don't think doing a... Sensible. 21st sensible. Panzer I'll, Army and then going... right. the Goliaths. <laughs> the Goliaths? Yeah. What, the Necromunda Gangers or... No, the little Goliath uh, remote control bombs. Ooh, that could be quite cool. They but actually make, had them. Yeah, they I know. That's them. what I'm thinking because they were in the, the beach. Tigers. Little tunnels, didn't they? Yeah, and little, little, yeah. They were little, little like encampments. So you ran up and they could be like, <sighs> what oh, hello. That? hello, Timmy. What's what's this? <laughs> well, I think we should do the 700. What are you trying to tell me? I think they're trying to communicate. Bang. <laughs> I think we should do the 716th uh, Static Infantry Division and then have a Korean. Um, just one stand. One stand of the yeah, objective. Just one guy going, uh, yeah, I'm very like confused. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and when, when, the, when the crocodile gets him, it's a, it's a Korean barbecue. So, it's a, oh, oh, my God. Yeah. It's like the beginning of uh, Mars Attacks. It's, one of those, it's Korean New Year or something. <laughs> Flaming cows go running past. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. Is it, is it a Pablo Escobar flaming? Oh, uh, I love that film. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, so that's cool. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a bit more in the events. I think how yeah. that links together into the Barn Bash seventy fifth, no eightieth, eightieth. Is it eightieth? Eightieth, yeah. 
it's now moved. Yes. It's now moved past the point of living history. Oh, man. It's now recorded history. There is such a big part. Growing up as a, the, you know, there's very much the son of a military historian on having this drilled into me as a kid and it just becoming like rote that you knew these things. It was a real shock when I first went into the working world and, and experienced people who didn't understand why all these <laughs> weird places in the you know, you know in the world spoke English and you what know, imperialism. Well, that to start with, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was like, well, you do realize these are all British colonies, right? And like, no. So how how could you how could you not know that about history? Okay, fine. Um, yeah, well, yeah, Quebec. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> steady, steady. <laughs> um, and then you know to and the the more I learn, and there's lots of memes about you know when you turn thirties, you got to pick you know pick your poison as to whether or not you get really into sport or really into cars or what. Well, is it cars? I can't remember the other thing. Was cars is your one classic cars? Yeah, classic cars or World War Two? Yeah, and. It just absolutely boggles the mind that the entirety of the Normandy campaign and the Normandy invasion in particular, which is only a tiny snapshot of five years worth of global conflict. And it's, you know, listen to things like um, we have ways of making you talk. And the the more you find out about these other random incidents and random campaigns, which aren't even random, they're huge things with, you know, thousands of people involved. Yeah. Did, did you um listen? Sorry, sidebar. Did you listen to one about naval uh, or aviational uh, mine laying? I did. I, Absolutely I, fascinating. I had to. I was. Um. I. I. So I. My favorite way is a little peek behind the curtain. Um. My favorite thing for uh, listening to we have ways of making you talk is to on my my lunchtime walks out to the the local um, corner shop just to get out of the house office at lunchtime. And I was sort of walking along in the sunshine, listening to that on my headphones. And I'm just like, James, it's 1940s, mate. Like They don't have seeking magnetic mines. They just sit at the bottom and wait for something to go over the top and then explode. But this, the, the amount of time that was spent on them, and the, 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 it was fascinating. Found that oh, really... it's incredible. I mean, for the 1940s, amazing technology. Yep. And, and, and it's the same thing. It's like, right, so you're going to fly at night at 500 feet and I'm just like, oh god. Yeah. Also, as, and, a, and, as a rookie crew, you know, it, it 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 harks over to my previous. Whenever I hear about these things, it, it having worked in a, a small, light twin aircraft as a crew in peacetime, doing things at night at low level, and knowing just how dangerous that is, yet alone at war in a blackout when you don't know what they've put up against you with literal ordnance in your aircraft it's like your it's 1940s your airplane is dangerous enough without putting you know hundreds of highly volatile explosives in it designed by the lowest bidder in a factory in the middle of a field by someone who you know used to be a milkman like all of these things line up it's like oh you know yeah that's great i've got the local darts player who's my uh, you know newly found aircraft engineer uh, sorry engine engine mechanic you know, the aviation is dangerous enough without all of these variables at wartime. And then to have them go, yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. That's uh, that's obviously an easy thing to go do. So we'll look, give it to the new crews. <laughs> just like, what? Yep. What, what part of that is easy? 
you know, descending. It's good, it's good practice. It's good practice. Yeah, it's good practice for for being at you know, dead twenty twenty thousand feet in a straight line level. Well, if you can do that, it's, it's definitely you know you can do anything really, can't you? So it's, that, yeah, yeah, kill or cure basically. It's, it's like a pa- it's like a pass exam. It's like joining the Masons. But to have them label it the Milk Run, yeah, it's just like what the fudge. So um. I can't feel if you called it an instant death if you recrap um, test. <laughs> yeah. We really cut yeah, yeah. on the applicants, kind of. No, thing. it's 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 called the MIA run. Why? Because we never find out what happened to you. I mean, you yeah. took off and then you didn't come back. Uh, Operation certain. De- well, that's this, they obviously learnt from the first world war instead of like the twelve minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, the twenty minutes. The twenty minutes. It wasn't good for uh, recruitment, so they called it the milk run and went. Yeah, this is really easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is really good. That's how our guys learn how to do this. I'll never forget. I've told it before, um, but this anecdote is it, at the time I didn't think anything of it. But we're at um, former RAF Tuddenham, which is a military bomber base up in uh, God, uh, near the mid Midwest, Mid East, Eastern. I don't know near Norfolk, but not really. Anyway, Pete, it, do you mean Lincolnshire? Yeah, that's the one. Right. Okay. Um, it's north of the river. I'm sorry. I'm a southern fairy. I don't go north of the river. The river Thames. Uh, um, so we were, we were setting up to do one of our zombie games with everyone dressed up as zombies of airsoft and BB guns and that kind of thing. And this car turns up randomly on a Friday afternoon and this old lady gets out and this young man, you know, and her son, it turns out, go out as well. And they're walking around and I go up there as, a, as the organizer and go, can, can we help you? Like, what are you doing? And they told you know she turns around and says, "Oh yeah, I used to work here during the war as a young girl." Um, so I just came up. My sons brought me up to have a look. You know, we're in the area again, so we just had a look at what was left. And and what is the only thing that's left? The actual airfield's gone. It's all been turned back into pig farms. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is left, and what we use as the airsoft site, is all the single story buildings. So they're all gutted out, but you can tell. You know, that's a shower block. That used to be the toilets. These are old right. offices, but they're all single story buildings. The admin blocks. She goes, yeah, I used to work here during the war. I was like, wow, that's incredible. She goes, yeah, yeah. I, 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 she worked in the uh, payroll, and she was seventeen. You know, so she, you know, signed up to do a bit. And I said, right, you go to payroll. And she goes, yeah. No one, no one thought about mental health back then. But looking back on it, it was quite traumatic. I was like, all right. She goes, yeah. Well, you know, being in payroll, mm. you'd, I'd come into work at nine o'clock the day after one of the big bomber raids and all I was given was a massive list of people whose pay I had to stop. Oh my God. Because they hadn't come back. Mm-hmm. And all, her job was literally going through and going, right, you know, flight sergeant so-and-so stop his pay, you know, and you think, you know, seven, seven guys per aircraft losing five or six or seven aircraft. That's 30 or 40 people that she's just going, stop pay, stop pay, stop pay, stop pay. You know, when they found out what had happened to them, they'd reinstate the pay or whatever, but they're not going to pay for someone they think is, you know, they don't know what's happened to them. Yeah. Until, until you got their own confirmation, their PMW yeah. camp. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You think I was a 17 year old kid just getting lists and lists of name after name, night after night during these raids, which is, to me, is just fascinating the scale of the stuff that went on, which links us back to D Day being. Absolutely phenomenal, especially when you look at now. We can, you know, literally can't organise a piss up in a brewery. Well, we we could, 
It's such well, it's quite hard to do that. You were thought it is it? quite hard, even yeah. at a beer festival, because everyone stands around talking to their mates in the middle of the bar. <laughs> I've I've gone very old man on over this. It was a the Cotswold Beer Festival, oh, and everyone God. decided it was a great chance to talk to their friends standing in the middle of the you know two meter wide bar. So you had all these people trying to get beer, squeezing past them. Was it real ale? Oh yeah, it was camera. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. It was just mm-hmm. it was it was the maximum entitlement show. <laughs> the, the maximum. It was good beer though. How, oh. how much? How many pairs of dusky pink chinos were? Too many. Visible. Uh, Too many. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Were they clubbable? I don't know. The chaps, <laughs> <about> baby seals. <laughs> yeah. Seven, seven or eight pints. I was, I was so happy as a, as a lark. Oh god. Um, but yeah, right. World War Two, insane, and hence the war games that will keep us going for years and years to come. There's, there's a, there's a soundbite for the podcast. World War Two, yeah. insane. It is insane. It is insane. It's I just know it's insane. You get this one little tidbit line in a history book, and you look into it, and you think, well, that's a huge undertaking. How the hell do you do that? Which is why I'm looking to the forward to the Italian games uh, for the bar bash stuff, because then I can start to look a little bit more into a front that I've know the bare minimum about well yeah because like yeah i'm looking forward to um james holland's new book he's gonna be doing it yes no i've still i've got three or four books of his upstairs waiting to read through i'm just reading through um brother at arms it's been on my to-do list for ages the one about um the show Sherwood um, rangers Sherwood rangers oh, yeah see i haven't started is, is it good is yeah it's very good. good yeah just i just got to basically um like sort of the winter of nineteen forty four, so basically they've done they've been in the island with the eighty second. That's just mad. Oh, um, like I've got, having, um, having like um, other units being folded into them as like the casualties mount up. So just like that's the other the- thing. You sit there and you go, oh, you know, why why didn't this unit do great? Or, or, or you know, and, and if you think about it from your work experience, how disruptive it is when another team member comes in from outside. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, well, that team member's actually in charge of not letting me get shot in the back. And I don't know him from Adam. And now there's only three guys left that I actually know and trust from before and how it evolves going forward. Yeah, I mean, one of the, one of the things it deals with is like ever-diminishing pool of um, like desert veterans. Oh, in, my gosh. That's, yeah. they, they, they were NCOs. in the same brigade as Free RTR in the desert. Yeah, Free RTR they've been gets- through it. Yeah, they come back. Free RTR gets split off to go to to a 29th Brigade. Um, I think the Sherwood Rangers are basically the only original unit left in the brigade from the desert. The other two That's incredible, off. isn't it? If you, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Just grinding through people. Yeah, but I think it's like a handful of officers basically that because the, the casualty rate on like t- troop commanders is horrendous. I can't even imagine. Just every every chapter is like a brand new troop commander because the last one got whacked or something. Like that. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, not for me. Thanks. I'll, mm. uh, I'll put up with my chuckling about naval. Well, that's the thing. As, on the, as, on the as, lunchtime walk to the shop. Yeah, as a pair of like um, desert veterans who um, regimental commander himself, a desert veteran, offers um, a you know field commission to become troop commanders, and they turn it down because they just like realise <laughs> it's safe to be buried in the turret. So. Yep, yep. No, I'd rather not know what's going on out there, and I'll just stay here and do my little do my little corner. It, there is a point as well. I, I know I get very philosoph- philosophical here. I think it's the rum. Um, does that not kind of the more you learn about the 
the experiences people had during the Second World War, it paints the post-war activities in a completely different light. Uh, well, context is everything, so yeah. Right? And you're like, well, why would people do that? Why would you worry about this? Why would you not worry about that? Why would you just be like, actually, no, I've had worse? <laughs> mm-hmm. Or actually, no, I want better because I went through a lot worse. That's why you get but- the NHS. Yeah, that's why Churchill gets slung out and replaced by a Labour government straight after. Yeah, almost yeah. immediately, yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Interesting. Okay, sorry. Back to back to our lovely patrons and their lovely questions. Daryl Noonan, uh, what era of war do you think they will put Italy in? Maybe late war? Space. Sorry, late mid-war or early late war? And what? do you think there would be any new models for it? If so, what? So, first one, uh, what era? Is it going to be so, mid-war or is it going to be late war? Late war. Mm. It'll be late war, but it'll be very much the start of late war because obviously the lag in the equipment means you don't get stuff like fireflies until quite late and that kind of stuff. Yes. I think also because you... the. I agree, but more for the German kit. Hmm. Well, the German kit's Panzer threes. They've got Panzer threes in no, Berlin. No, correct, but the, format, the infantry... Panzer Faust and stuff like that. The sh- yeah, the shift to the defending infantry because the mid-war German infantry is all still very much... Oh, anti-tank rifle, yeah. Anti-tank rifle, we've got all the gear we're attacking, whereas the late-war German infantry is, we've run out of gear, we've run out of people, Here, here's what we've got, here's the best of what we've got, good luck. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it be nice if actually they did two books, an early one and a mid-one? So they did Sicily and uh, up to... I mean, they wouldn't need... Just yeah, they wouldn't really the, need two books, would they? It would just be a couple no. of unit cards. That's what oh, I mean. And the, the current book is. kind of covers Sicily, really. Um, yeah, that's all covered really by the North Africa book. Yeah, it's it, does, true. it absolutely does not cover Sicily. Okay. Contention. Well, it doesn't oh. the Allied side. Maybe yeah, the German, on the German side, little... it doesn't. There's no card for <laughs> Hermann Goering. There's no card for 90th. Uh, no, no, 90th on Sardinia, actually. It's not on um, Sicily. What's the other one? Is it 15th Panzer? No, there's a Panzer Grenadier Regiment with Hermann Goering. Well, we said 10th Panzer joined Tunisia. If that's what you think. No, no, it's a Panzer Grenadier Regiment. It might be. It's definitely not 90th. 90th was in was in Sardinia. I'll have to yeah, I'll have to go back over it. Um, but yeah, they, they haven't got any cards for those. You can take Tigers, but you can't. You need a formation of Tigers, really, or a platoon of them at that point. Yeah. Well, they did have platoons of Tigers in in a uh, in in Sicily. They deployed them on mass. And they got destroyed en masse. Can I can I repeat my favourite Tiger one three one factoid? Uh, if you yeah sure. It's, I know I have said before, but it's my favourite. I just love it so much. So there's a turret bin which has the original lock, but it is locked in the open position. So there's a little right. padlock on the turret bin latch, but it's locked it open which has never been removed. So if you think about the history of Tiger 131, how it got captured, it got paraded around, it got repainted, it had the, um, was it the guard's shield painted on the front of it? Not the guard's shield. Was it the guard's cuckoo? Yeah, no, it... uh... Anyway, it was paraded around as a a, a trophy piece. It was taken Mm -hmm. to all the trials and all that stuff. But because this padlock was locked open and therefore wasn't anyone's way, it's stayed on the tank. <laughs> yeah. 
and it's never had to be removed because they painted over it. They've done all the, you know, it's not been in the mm-hmm. way. So the last time that padlock was locked was sometime before its final operational battle. Yeah. And it's sat there ever since, which I thought was pretty cool. Need a better lock. So I need to do that thing. I'll, I'll, I'll sort that out tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Who's going to open this? Oh, surprisingly, quite a few people. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So you think early, late war? Yeah. Do we think there's going to be any new models for it? No, I think the best we can hope for is a re-release of some of the metals. The Herwin Goering Company in infantry and yeah, sort of famous that kind of thing. The Daimlers come back? Were they win? No, we got what plus team the staghounds for um, New Zealand. Um, no, the Sawnoffs. Yeah, we've got the Sawnoffs. The, the Sawnoffs were very much um, in mainland Europe, um, northern Europe, as well. I thought they were an Italy thing. I don't think they're in Italy. No. What's the one with the what, what's the turret? This one they fired a pier out of instead. That's the Sawnoff Daimler. Right. But I don't recall. I don't recall them I being thought that in was their um, invention because they realised that the two centimetres rubbish and the turret was crap for going through these Italian towns. Oh. Maybe maybe we're in Italy too. I, I I just know they they sort of got done in Normandy. They introduced in Normandy. Well, I think I I I I seem to remember it being an Italian battlefield mod where they took the turret off and then put the fifty cal turret ring on. So the Americans, cop Americans. Standardized a Stuart Jalopy basically as a T Jalopy, yeah. yeah. So maybe that's what you're thinking of. Cause that, that used to be in the lists, the American version of it. Was well, that in Italy? That was in Italy, yeah. Right, that might be it then. That might be where I'm confusing. I don't think there's going to be too many additional armored vehicles. I'd like to see the uh, 105 uh, uh, Semaventi come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, only because I need some more. Um, that's, that's a mid one monster right now, isn't it? Nope. Oh no, that's long. That's a very long. Yeah, yeah. the the one hundred five is the um, uh, the wider hole, wider hole. Stu, yeah, it's essentially yeah. Stu. Um, I'd like to see that come back. But in terms of the the, the infantry, you've got the Guam uh, Guam infantry, haven't mm-hmm. you, for the British? Yep. Um, some Indians would be nice. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yes. I think they're, they're they're missing, and that would be a good it way was, to that include them. That was one of the. I think it was Evan Evan who sculpted the range. At that point, and they are some of the nicest models, so but, full of character. Yeah, but, and they're missing overall, and they're quite different. And you could yeah. easily retro. Like, there's a card I think for them in the mid-war ones, isn't there? South Africans, Indians, and 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 Australians. So you could, you know, there's a place for them to live. Hashtag yeah. please battlefront. Yeah. Well, they've they've made precedent now by bringing back some of them. The stat like the other metal. Yeah, they brought back the um, bold stuff, didn't they? Yeah, and brought, brought exactly in the um, we've had Berlin metals. Oh, don't Volkswagen tempt is. me! Don't tempt me, Duncan. Yes, yeah, you, you can't. You can't get them. Apparently, they're, they're a lot of them are out of stock now. Oh damn! Like the HJ and the Volkswagen. I, I, don't wait. When it new releases, don't wait. Get your orders. No, in. when if they do bring the Italian stuff, I will just have to yeah dump bank cash, out. make it rain. Yep. Yeah. Hello, Battlefront. I'd like to you sell know. my soul. Make Cassi- make Monte Cassino look like a light shower. Um, <laughs> Wessex Matt. Poor Matt. Distraction for the main event. Wessex Matt asks, 
as you guys are probably aware, this year we will have Making You Talk Fest, which is our Murray and Jay's Holland's podcast, but the festival mm-hmm. version, we need to go to that. Oh, the Way of Ways Fest, yeah. We have Ways, yeah. Um, it's all about the war in 1943. Ooh. If you were attending, what operation or battle would you choose to showcase for Flames of War? So if we were... It's a good question, man. Well done. To, to showcase for Flames of War? Yep. What, for That's World good. War Two. Yeah, so 1943 is the theme. If you had to do a demonstration game for We Have Ways Fest for 1943, watch... Not, not Kursk. Not Kursk. Because everyone does Kursk, and it's not that I would, great. I would do Plimpsoll Bridge. Plimpsoll Bridge? Yes, yeah, one where it's basically... It was one of the bridges along the sort of the... Um, I'll probably get the name wrong. I, I keep calling it Plimpsoll Bridge, and I think it's called Plimpsoll Bridge. <laughs> so but it's along the east coast of Sicily. So oh, the British, okay. the British no, are advancing up Bridge. there. You're right. It is, it is called Plimpsoll Bridge. It is Plimpsoll Bridge, yeah. yeah. Um, and basically, they're, they're, um, it's like a British air landing operation to capture the bridge. And they right. capture it... Um, the Falschermager basically parachute in more or less at the same time and launch a counterattack as soon as they hit the ground. Holy crap. Push the, and they push the, eventually push the British paratroops off the bridge just as the armour arrives and then they then counterattack and, and regain the oh bridge. Oh, my God. Literally, you could not make that up, could you? If you put that into a movie, they'd be like, no, nah, this is ridiculous. Yeah, it's implausible. <laughs> did you know they did that with um, Zhukov's medals in uh, Death of Stalin? See, I'm not... I, 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 I saw that thing that someone, someone posted it on Facebook earlier. I'm thinking they that's, they, that's plausible. I thought, I, I see, I, I some pop a picture later of him, him in his summer garden. It looks more or less I the same know. number of medals, like they haven't actually reduced it down. Maybe yeah. add some more after the um, after the war. Yeah, but I, I do like the idea that they had to reduce it down because otherwise it looked like too, it looked too comical in the film. It is you know, entirely a comic. Oh, is that what you were comedy. saying? They reduce yeah. it, in the movie. They reduce the number of medals because yeah. the real number of medals was so ridiculous. Yeah. Yes. Even oh. though they're clearly playing it up in the thing where he takes off his jacket and flexes yeah. the medals. It's a... <laughs> oh, so so you go you go British in Sicily for forty three. Hmm. Hmm. Um, interesting. For me, I'll give you uh, five points if you can guess what I'm going to pick. I Although no I have now, I am now doubting my uh, my year. Oh, good. Is it in the? Is it? Is it in the Far East? No. Okay. I'm just go- googling. If you, D- Dunk, if you know what you're going for. No, no. I want. I want to. Dunkirk was not in 1943. <laughs> oh no. What? No, I've got the wrong year. What was it? Game, game over. It's 41. Oh, long way out. Yeah, exactly. Mine was about the creek. That was 40. <laughs> yep, yeah. yeah, totally wrong. Totally wrong. Ignore me. History is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Um, Casserine, maybe? Oh. Was Casserine 43? Casserine is 43, yep. Okay. Um... That would be quite an interesting one. I think you're limited as well, aren't you? Hmm? No, well, I think it's like, is it early forty three or late forty two? I don't. I can't remember. February is forty now. February yeah. is forty three. No, you're right. Okay. Catherine Pass. Yeah. Nineteenth uh, to twenty fourth of February, nineteen forty three. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that might. You guys that are consummate historians. I well, suck. That. But that, <laughs> <laughs> well, that might be interesting because it's What's obviously that the, American, <laughs> the American. The <laughs> American. <laughs> 
surely, surely that was the Albert Speer um, uh, historical document. Oh yeah, that's that was definitely definitely forty three. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's like was it? Uh, sure. But yeah, I mean that would that, I think that'd be an interesting one to do because obviously it's the first sort of blooding of the Americans. Mm-hmm. It's really nasty, actually, the Kasserine. Yeah, you got all the cool stuff like the tank destroyers actually doing tank destroyer doctrine and stuff yeah. like that for the one, but the only time they do it in the entire war. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to be saucy, you could surely you could do Husky. Husky must be 43. I said, I said Husky like multiple times, and he was leading up the question. Oh, right. Sorry. I didn't catch yeah, Husky, that. Was... Husky, would, Husky would be my go to. You could do like a whole bunch of link games. It'd be really cool having like the. The landings on the beach, the you know, completely messed up uh, air assault. Which was Husky? Husky's the invasion, Husky's Sicily. invasion of Sicily, the actual yeah. Sicily. So it's a little you, island to the south of yeah, Italy. So, you know, they, they sail from Tunisia and actually and hit. Because um, the other thing is, you could, you could have that smug look on your face when someone comes up and goes, Oh, is that D Day? And you go, <laughs> No, actually. <laughs> I think you're fine. Well, I think you're fine. No, but um, it leads right as well. The the airborne stuff as well. You could have some some of the stuff they had on that. Is that's where they um they released the gliders too soon for the Americans. Yeah. Yes, and the ones oh. that did, and the ones that did that did make it then got shot by the navy because they yeah. thought they were playing five bombs or something. Like, they, they were very confused. It was an absolute. But it, the thing is, it was an absolute car crash. But they still did it, and it also it, without doing it, they they would never have done D Day. They learned so many lessons. Yeah, um, it was one of those ones where, it's, uh, unfortunately, it had to happen like that. But you know, sorry, so, sorry. Uh, I think there there are some Eastern Front ones. I just don't think. Um, and there's um, Kharkov. Is Kharkov forty three? Which the one? Warsaw, the Warsaw Uprising. Forty four. April. No, it's not. It's forty four. Warsaw Uprising is forty four. No, nineteen forty-three. Mm, I don't I'm think it's forty-four. It says the Russians are approaching, so it's got to be forty-four. Start of the Warsaw Uprising, nineteenth of April, forty-three. Because Citadel okay. is in June that year. Sounds way too early. Yeah. I mean, the start it doesn't necessarily mean. Oh, yeah, it might be like the civil uprest and that kind of thing. But yeah. The actual... start of the German withdrawal from Kursk is the sixteenth of July. Kursk is an interesting. I mean, the only. Yeah, it's just not <laughs> Mussolini versus lamppost. No? <laughs> the undefeated uh, champion, champion of South uh, Southern <laughs> Europe is the lamppost. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh dear. Um. About the Tawa. Is that that's that's uh, that's the um, Tara was the island one, isn't it? It's yeah, the yeah. First, the first the island hopping ones. Yeah, that's end of forty three. Could you do something a bit abstract? Could you do like a? Uh, I suppose you could do Battle of the Atlantic. There you go. Do Battle of the Atlantic. That'll upset them all. Flames yeah, of War, Battle of the Atlantic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's no models on the table. Oh. But the good news is, <laughs> you can make I mean, sonar you could do... So in February, Ord Wingate, along with 3,000 of his Chindits, crossed the Chindwin River on their march into Burma, taking the fight to the Japanese. That's that's a, that's the complete forgotten front, isn't it? Well, Chindits, yeah, Chindits, yeah. Definitely one of those things I'm looking forward to when they do Pacific properly. So at the end of Stalingrad, 
in January. Interesting. 43 is such a strange week year, isn't it? 43 is the Gooch year, isn't it? Yeah. Japanese have driven out the Gilbert Islands in November. In November 28th, there was the start of the Tehran Conference, which is the first time the big three met. Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Hungarian tank, isn't it? Oh, no, that's the Tehran 2. Oh, that must have yeah. been the second one. Tehran, Tehran. Yeah, Tehran, Tehran. The trace, uh, December was the sink of the Scharnhurst. Uh, thank you, historic-uk.com. <laughs> for, for, for all your content. Yeah. Operation Mercury was not in uh, 1943. <laughs> all just blurs into one. You can actually do a recreation of the Japanese soldiers still on the uh, uh, um, the Soviet border in, during 1943. <laughs> Just doing nothing. F- 500, 600,000 troops were tied up up there. It's mad. It's a weird, it is a weird year because it's a year of it's... tremendous stuff and, and then not, not a lot of stuff. Yeah. Tremendous changes, but the real changes were kind of just spinning up. Well, no, you, you kind of get the double blow of Stalingrad and uh, Tunisia, don't you? Yeah. And then you get the, the utter devastation of Kursk. But it seems to go in fits and starts. There's, there's just massive things that happen. Well, it's it's not... Yeah, because 42 is basically the sort of the the changeover point and for, yeah. but 43 is a foot 43 is where you start seeing the results of that changeover so you see tunisia you know, the germans basically trapped in tunisia and you lose, lose a whole army but you see the um you know the curse operation citadel and, and the soviets regaining momentum going forward now in the in the in, in the um forest you know after that point they never stop you know it's just a continuous assault pretty much and in the pacific you've got in the middle of it, in May, you've got the Battle of the Coral Sea. Mm. Yep. Iron Bottom Sound. Because it starts so off cool. with the Japanese just expanding, expanding, expanding. And then midway is June 1942. And then, wow, wow. That's I love the, the high water mark. Oh, my yeah. God. The more I learn about midway, the more I'm just enamored. Such a crazy turning point for mm-hmm. the Pacific campaign. That's the way they just you know, they worked out what was happening by just sending, getting them to send reports and just working out what the what the code word was by um. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We've run out of water. And then was it uh, Coppola was actually there? What Francis Ford? Yeah. All right, I didn't know that. Yeah. So he 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 had a he was there as one of the um, war correspondents. There's footage of him on the bat, you know, standing on Midway getting filming the attack on the actual island <laughs> the ensign's like get down sir and he's like shut up yeah, this is this is dynamite yeah exactly i mean literally you know it's, it's high explosive but yeah the footage is good too yeah uh midway was it copper there oh gosh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it was yeah francis full copy there No, it was it was at midway. So that's a, that's an interesting question, especially for flames, because it is kind of that cat. Yeah, it's that period which kind of 
gets skipped over, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so not Operation Mercury for me. Uh, Carl Stopperson asks, now that all the late war books have been released and World War II is over, yep. or is it? Or is it? What are your favourites? Favourite books? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's a question. Do you want me to go first? I know mine. I've thought about this before. Have you? Yeah. Go on, then. The Bulge. Which what, one? Uh, well, just, just the German-American Bulge books. No, no, no. He said book, Eddie. Book is singular. It's not like All sheep. Right. All right. The German one, then. Oh. And the American one. Because you, the you, point being, the point mainly being... <laughs> you like cheating? Yeah. I'll make your own rules, thanks. It's it's the only time you flip the dynamic between the army building. So all of a sudden you have super aggressive German lists in normal yeah, you know, sorry, in the late war dynamic, let me be clear. It's the time you flip the late war dynamic between the German lists and the Allied lists, and you get the chance as a late war American to be defensive. And you get the you know you get the chance to be late war German aggressive, right? And they have unique characteristics that I think translate really well to the Flames of War battlefield in terms of having snowboards, having the different weather, having the really different you know um, stats units, the camouflaged. You know, Stugs, Camouflage, Panthers. The Scorsini. The Scorsini, you know, and all the assault rifle, you know, wielding Volksturm. No, Volksgrenadiers. Volksgrenadiers. Volksturm is the Berlin ones. Volksgrenadiers are the reformed, you know, German infantry. Yeah, they decide firepower is more important than manpower. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Versus bulge or defense lines and that's another thing the more you learn about the bulge the more you realize that actually by the time we got to bastone it was all kind of over mm-hmm. yeah it was almost, almost like a foregone conclusion yes it was terrible and yes bastone was a nightmare for the defenders and i'm not taking away from the efforts of the people involved there but actually the holding actions before then that have been largely forgotten and overshadowed yeah the battle babies one incredible absolutely incredible the stories of just holding out with a bazooka and pluck and courage until you run out of ammo versus an absolutely overwhelming number of attackers. But the fact they stalled there, yeah. That, exactly. It, they stalled. Yeah. They stalled. They, they run out of puff before they got to Bastogne and then Bastogne was the, the last brick they smashed their face against. Mm-hmm. But had they not had all that stuff stopping them in the way, they probably would have rolled over it in the early days. So for me, the two bulge and and because it is so niche, I don't think it's had the at least in my groups and my experience, it hasn't had the table time it deserves, which is why I'm most excited about it. Okay, Duncan, what's yours? Uh, I mean, obviously the SS books are fantastic. Um... <laughs> terrain, terrain, pull up. Pull no, up. It, that's probably my least favorite. It just doesn't do anything. Just I love there. playing the baddies. Yeah, but it's just the, the fact is that it could have just been a card. They could have been cards. It didn't need a book. It didn't need Maybe. a book. Maybe. Didn't need a book. Anyway, that's not the point. I would agree. I would agree, apart from it was very very early on in the late war story arc. 
because they did that, you know, by the D-Day SS book, yes, because they did have different equipment and different stuff. And then later on, they did realize, oh, it's just the same stuff with different stats, so we give them cards. Well, yeah, they're, they're fearless instead of confident. And aggressive, and, yeah. Yeah, and they're aggressive instead of careful. That's it. The biggest, anyway. the biggest thing I need to point out, and I do need to give props to, is the breaking of the uber, you know, elite SS from previous versions. Yes. How many of these guys are, you know, have been beaten to burger, basically? Yeah, well, they've been yeah. they're beating the crap out. The only person who believes they're the best of the best is them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they won't run away, but that's not often. That's not that's what why they've been beating the burger. Yes, that's often that's what you're building. Often not what you need to have done in that instance. Yes. And a trained professional soldier would have gone. You know what? This well, is ridiculous. Why die here? Let's fall back, regroup, mm-hmm. and add our strength to someone you say, else. So you say that? That's interesting because they fell back from Kharkiv, uh, Kharkov, uh, three times, twice, three times, and they, uh, the perception is that they were the only ones that could have done that because of their political, um, what do you call it, uh, reliability. So if an army oh, unit okay. had done it, they'd have gone. Nah, nah, nah. cowards. Yeah, that's exactly. Eastern Front, isn't it? Yeah, but also that's what I'm saying is at that point there was still uh, there were still reasonably good fighting formations. But yeah, yeah Normandy. Oh, they were I'm, just in Normandy. That's what yeah, I'm talking about. The Normandy, junk. The, the, the junk that's been sent over there. That you know, is, the 17 year old schoolboys that are now part of the 12th SS, for example. Yeah, who've, who've grown up in the regime of you yeah, know Nazis and believe believe all the BS they've been told. And you know, so yeah, three they're, Nazis they're, uh, walk into a bar. Yeah, all fall over. <laughs> yeah, um, my favourite late war book. I think it might be the British. You know, which one? D Day or Day? No, Bulges. Poo. Okay, just slander. Poo. Because it was the first one where I really thought, actually, looking at these and combined with the command cards. It actually made sense. It was the, the. It's pretty tasty, and it's just the way that it was. Uh, I mean, I'm not talking about tasty. I don't. I, it, it's also on the naughty list for the most egregious uh, misuse of any formation book ever. In the command <laughs> cards. About, Dunk. Um, but I just think it was the the first chink we saw that that there was sort of, sort of um, an interesting development in terms of the way the command cards worked, and the sure you kind of hit the stride with what is possible. Yeah. Exactly, and, and turning something very vanilla and just giving you a load of options that made it slightly less vanilla, and that you could, you know, really look at every division and go, "There's something different here." If I want to play mm-hmm. uh, the Wessex guys, or I want to play the Grenadier Guards, or whoever it was. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting you say that because I had a similar opinion, but a different book. What did you think okay. it was on the Bulge Americans? Say, no, D-Day Americans. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, D- yeah. D-Day Americans, I think it's the best book, mainly because it establishes straight away late war is a very different beast in mid-war. And it's yeah. Good. Everything's good. Everything's going to be better. My M12s. Um, <laughs> well, you know, so far as, you know, like you say, <laughs> command cards will no longer be stupid X-wing dead shot or marks or anything like that. You yeah. now had all these, like, the citizen soldier units, that kind of thing, all the different command cards are just... Very slightly, your units be different, like um, divisions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, the actual um, book structure was much better. It had much more detail, much more um, granularity. You know, a whole, a much wider variety of units being included 
it, it it set late war off in the correct direction straight from the start. Mm-hmm. And given how mid war had kind of floundered, it found its feet, certainly by the Italian and American books. But um, D Day had D Day American had to get it right, being the first proper book. You know, yeah, Fortress Europe was there, but it's not really the. Uh, that's not a, I mean, that's just a cut and paste job, isn't it? Well, yes, yeah. I quite like Fortress. I've grown to love Fortress yeah. I'm Europe. Not, I'm not. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Poo pooing it. I'm just saying it's oh, no, a cut poo-poo. and paste job from version three. I do like the fact Fortress Europe stayed uh, stayed relevant. Yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> I don't like that fact because it shouldn't have. But yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it gave you all the building blocks for yeah. all four nations. Yeah, yeah, and and let you do the things you wanted to do with the within the framework. So I'm going to take uh, Carl's question and I'm going to twist it a little bit into its alternative reading. Um, What's the worst we book? Focus... No, no, not even that. I'm not that, not, not that twisted. Because he asked, now that all the late war books have been released and World War II is over, what are your favourites? As in, what is your favourite book throughout mid to late that's been released for version four? What's your favourite version four book? Is there is there a mid war that trumps your late war choice? No, no so. I'd love to say yes. But the answer is no. Like the mid war books, are, 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 yeah. I, I like my mid war Hungarians, but uh, it's just a little too swingy, isn't it? And it's too bland. Like I know every, everything's very yeah. Like is a pants grenadier in it, and that's fine. But once you've seen one pants grenadier in it, like it's it's Ron Seal, isn't it? It does the job. It does what it says. Exactly what it says. Yeah, but it doesn't. The best book, actually, for mid-war, I think, was the redone British one. There you go. Oh, interesting. Armour Fist, yeah. Armour Fist, yeah. Because it needed to be redone. And it, it did bring it up to the same standard as, let's say, Italian and American books, which had you no... Know, they of, were a game-changer when they came out, weren't they? It showed, yeah. I think Battlefront learned their lessons from the first two books and really upped the game at that point. So. And hats off, because that's difficult to do, man. Well, turn around and go, actually, we need to do this, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We need to eat humble pie and, and make well, this better. <laughs> it's not. No, no, no. I, I don't think that the British uh, Desert Rats book was unplayable. I think it had limitations. It wasn't unplayable. It was just so, like, you only had, like, two options. Hmm. You had all and you're, you're sitting there going, so I've gone from, I've. <laughs> it's such a step change from the mid-war, sorry, the version three mid, mid-war book to this tiny pamphlet. Like, the hardcover is half the thickness of the book. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it that comes was, down I, to the I remember looking part. at it going, okay, right. Where, where's where's my Matildas? Exactly. It's like, um, this book's about LMA. Great. Where's the Sherman? Oh, we're not doing the yeah. Sherman in this book. No? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so how many books are you going to release now? I mean, uh, I don't know. It's been 96 episodes and we're still excited about it. Or at least I am. About what? Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I still enjoy playing desert games. Um, I always just wish the Germans had been, they'd gone back and just fleshed Germans out rather than forcing the Eastern Front of this to do the job instead. Yeah, I get that. Well, Tunisia book. Well, just, yeah, just got, like I say, put in the Tunisia stuff. So, like, you know, Panzergrad Deers and later pattern Panzers. Uh, Wait, I, is I, there any actual difference or is it just. No, they're in the wrong book. No, that's, that's the thing. Colors. Don't get me wrong. You can't. You can use for Eastern Front right. books to do it. It's just the fact you have to use Eastern Front books to yeah. do it. I get you. As a, as a, you know, when you're TOing and trying to do a, a um, theatre yeah. book, 
you have to say, oh, by the way, you can also use these lists on the Eastern Front. It just gets a bit messy. Yeah, but only these lists. You can't use these ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No wild Fair. cards, no, 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 no assault tanks. Yeah. No Brumbar companies. <laughs> yeah, that's no kind of why I don't think there's any books that replace it. If they released compilations and hadn't put mid-war monsters in the way they had, I might have said the compilations might have trumped it, but sure. because they are integrated in so much to the point where it's really hard for you to take them out. As we, and we know, no, there, there are players who know the history and there are players who... This is their first Drucker War game and don't appreciate you know, yeah. um, what they're that, looking at. And, that. and that's no, no fault of their own. They'll take this unit thinking it's a legitimate unit. Yeah, and they're used to playing for, like 40k or something like that where the book is yeah. the book. And whatever's in the book, yeah. you can take in the book, and that's fine. And it's the same in Flames of War, but you need a bit of guidance. And, that, and I remember you saying that's about the mid-war monster. Was it the Italian P40, whatever, heavy mm-hmm. tank? Yeah. The fact they put it in as a formation without denoting it as a mid-war monster formation. Correct. Yes, correct. So mm-hmm. you could go, oh, they had this in the... Yeah. And that... It's I all mean, service. Yeah, just not with the Italians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was done by the Germans in Italy, was it? Yeah, it was second-rate German units. Yeah. Yeah. By, by late war, at which point it's totally outclassed. Mm-hmm. Um, this heavy tank was distinctly medium. And that... <laughs> and, I mean, there is an element of... Battlefront have made themselves a bit of a rod for their own back in being the historical educators as well as the providers of the rules. But at the same time, that was a unique selling point for them in previous versions because before, during the mists of time, Fez travels through history, wargaming history, that is. Um, Battlefront, I believe, was one of the first manufacturers to go, right, here's a blister of German Panzer Grenadiers. Here is the platoon. No, yeah. Oh, here oh, is the platoon. is your platoon. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and it has the anti-tank rifle you need, and it has the command squad you need. And it as opposed has, to go to Peter Pig and buy yep. a blister of Bren guns, you only need one of them or something which, like that. And, which, yeah. which now sounds ridiculous. <laughs> that is what it used to be like, kids. <laughs> you used to have to go and think, right. And by the way, you go there and you think you wouldn't you wouldn't have a picture of what you oh, want. You just no, got to hope it, it's a code hope list. It. <laughs> it will be a code list. It'll be a, a faxed list of codes with mm-hmm. Germans with rifles, four of. And you go, right, well, how many of those do I need? All right, okay, I'll mean, add those in. And then, uh, oh, I need an antique rifle. And this is the name. And does it have the loader? I don't know. Do I need to add an extra guy? I don't know. It doesn't, I can't see it. I can't, I don't know what the sculpts are. And that is why Salute was one of the key... <laughs> shows in the world was because it's the only place you could go to the manufacturer and go what does these models look like yeah. oh they look like dog poop i'm not ordering from you what do your models look like oh they're really good oh how, and how dare and you bring rifle? irregular miniatures into this <laughs> oh and your models do come with a loader so i only need to order one of those code right well i have one of those five of those six of those 27 of those and I'll make my platoon. Whereas Battlefront were one of the first manufacturers to go, that's ridiculous. If you buy a platoon, you get everything you need for that platoon. And they don't have sex doll faces. So, and yeah. they, old school Peter Pig sex doll faces, yes. Mm. Old school Ooh, Peter Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the OG uh, <laughs> Peter Pig's one. Putting the O in OG. Oh, my God. I, I got uh, some Peter Pig figures. And apart from the faces, they're pretty good. It's just, oh, yeah, no, they're good. That, um, even face. Even then, like, even I, I've got a soft spot. He says <laughs> for the uh, 
the the O face figures because even yeah. though you paint them and they look fine, you can't really tell. It's just that they. It's, since Mike's pointed out to me, I can't now unsee it. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. It's hilarious. So now, now I just I see only fools and horses sketches every time. Um, I, there is a uh, um, listener awareness. There is a fifteen percent off code if you go to Peter Pig. Is there? I think it's, yeah, yeah. I think it's cheers with an exclamation mark. They're going to a wedding or something for the next month or so. But if you go to their Facebook page, they've posted up a code, which gives you a discount off orders. Um, oh, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you need something, if you need a group of things, because they're unfortunately their ordering system isn't amazing in terms of it, it's, value it, for small orders. It, you need to bulk yeah. it to make it worthwhile. The, yeah, web, the website has got better. Like most arrangers now have photos. Yes. No. Yeah. Thing. Now, now they're slowly catching up with the the other, the other age. thing. Um, I would say is if you want, if you like uh, pre-molded uh, uh, tanks and things like that, the uh, forged in battle stuff has also got twenty five percent off at the moment. Yeah, I think they're clearing out their range though. Of the world, well, no, it's all on everything. Yeah, I, I think in general. I I, I tried oh. to pick up some Nebel. Um, Nebly Worthers. Stuka, no, Stuka Delfus. Mm-hmm. Delfus? Uh, yeah, salute, and they didn't have any. Oh, okay. Well, it's so, 25% off. Don't tell me that because I bought a load of ancients and I'd quite like to have a, <laughs> no, an I don't army know. of I them. mean, this is my perception. I went there and went, oh, okay. And they've got a load of random crap, but all the main lines are sold out and then bought them with them. It's a bit weird. Um, but that's Thanks, Eddie. Speculating. That's me speculating. I'm oh, <laughs> even just, that's the plant of that seed. Fez vision, Fez vision, twenty twenty Fez vision. Yeah, yeah. I still still regret not getting a uh, twenty uh, fifteen millimeter mouse, uh, not mouse rat. Rat. I was yeah. gonna say, if you said mouse again, I, I, my, that threat about the cobbler still stands because there's no. Oh, why is there no? I asked Javi to tell me something funny. Yeah, and he actually did come back after our little joke about. Um, about um, uh, Russian Car- Soviet infantry. Oh, Carpat Felicio, I thought you were going to say. Carpat Felicio. Yeah. And uh, goes, <laughs> goes, then, then you album you, out as well, by the way. If you want to pick that if up, you think, If you think I'm being grumpy, if you think I'm being grumpy now, just wait till late war Leviathan lands. Yeah. <laughs> Which is all the supposed rumors about them having Panther 2s, Mouses, and E series. Churchill Mark 1s. Don't forget the Churchill Mark 1s. <laughs> oh god! Oh, did you did you see? Actually, breaking breaking news here. Oh. I actually verified this because I haven't really noticed. In Clash of Steel, it came with a pair of IS one fifty twos, right? And someone noticed, say, "What's this third barrel?" Everyone's going, "What third barrel?" There's only two. There's only two barrels on that sprue. And then you put a photo up. And I I looked at my sprues, and there is indeed a third barrel on the sprue now. So you got oh. your one, you got your one twenty two. You're 152, yeah. but also a 130 millimeter barrel. And I think it's for another another oh, late model fire from no. the ISU 130. Fantasy Panda, Fantasy Panda, ruining the game. Fantasy Panda. I, I kind of appreciate you actually built it on there, but um, yeah, yeah, it's, just... I mean... it's the incorporation into the actual rule set. It's the issue. It's not the fact they exist again. Yeah, if it was just a se- if it's a separate. Like Operation Unthinkable book, yeah, Super. that's fine. That's cool. I I can dig that. Well, I think it will. I think it will be separate because everything they've done so far is like been... Mid War Monsters. Uh, yeah, well, that, any kind of big compilation. I think it has to be a separate book. It's, uh... 
They're not going to do a late war compilation, are they? Because they're still reprinting and selling the books. And how do you do a late war compilation? It'd be the size of like exactly the Library of Alexandria. Well, I think you'd have to go back to doing like um, you, know, you have a Bulge compilation, a D Day compilation, and a Bagration pack. You know, compilation. sure. I've got a Bulge compilation. <laughs> right here. Yeah. Um, Martin Turner, no relation, asks. How many other things has Duncan painted and finished since he started the Visage project? I actually feel victimised now at this point. <laughs> it's been enough. Enough. A lot. Like I've nearly finished this platoon. Just shut up. I, I can only paint so fast. How many? So once you do that platoon, how many more have you got left? To six. Six platoons. Six companies, yeah. Oh, yeah, six. Six, yeah. six companies? <laughs> That's because how many companies have you painted? Uh, this will be number seven. What? You have 13 companies of Passage. Uh, yeah, because I wanted the full-size formation. If you do the full-size formation, it's four lots of 25 bases plus the RPGs. It, I, I think it's like it, 700 figures or something, I think. Uh, I can't remember. I, it's a lot. Uh, I made a mistake. I ordered the wrong amount, and then they turned up, and I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't work out how to return them. Duncan! I'm sure it's six. There's 13 stands in each packet. Nine. nine. How, many, how many packets have you got? I've had 13. That's what I'm saying. There's there's, there's nine AK stands and four RPGs. <laughs> and you have 13 of yeah. those? Yeah. Of which nearly seven are painted now. I just want to know, I just want to know, like, how are you transporting these models? Uh, I'm just putting them in really useful boxes. And then I'm just going to turn up with them, and then we're going to play a game, and it'll take me all like all the two and a half hours to set out. up. Yeah, be like Dirty John with his bag of uh, T34s. Uh, I, I'm going to cackle. I, I want to take on these uh, challenges. <laughs> just run at them. Laugh, with... laughing sal- salvo template, but then La- it will take us 45 years to figure out the re- hit resolution. Yeah. Laughs in Team Magazine. Yeah, I yeah. ranged in. Oh God, no. Yeah, <laughs> I wish but, I hadn't. So yeah, I mean. They're not great, but I think they're 25 points. I think you can do a 100-point army, which is just the Passage Formation. So off the top of your head, not mm-hmm. holding you to it, what have you painted since you started to now? Uh, like, hold on. Project-wise. Probably... Not, not even units, just projects. Just so like, Darren you... said 35. Was it 35, he said, didn't he? Yeah, episode 35. Yeah. Was my uh, so project-wise, okay, um... Let me think. It's going to be... So, well, I found that Stug Company that I yep. forgot about. So there's a whole Stug Company you've uh, painted and forgotten about. Stug Company, Panzer IV Company, uh, the King Tiger Company that I've just yep. done, uh, the whole Hungarian army, <laughs> <laughs> which, yeah, that, that uh, the uh, Operation Blackcock British. Yep. Uh... What did you take to warfare? Oh, all my Soviets. Yep. So every Soviet in the third uh, Eurasian front. That's right, because you had the Sturmovik, didn't you? That yep. killed the most units and got the prize. Yeah, you won your own prize. At I won my own prize. But that, I, didn't, I thought someone better, you know, have some like friendly competition and no one else to complain. I think I won by default. Um, no, I think it was one of a person would play. Oh, was there? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, Mike, uh, Mike Clarker came close with his typhoons, but then you pipped him by in the last game, destroying like four. Completely murdering the entire. <laughs> yeah, murdering yeah. a platoon. 
Oh, that's right. It was the tank destroyers that all clustered yeah. nicely together. Oh, no, yep. no, no. Went, no, I think it just bombed them at that point. Just bombs away. <laughs> Even with bombs are yeah. green. Yep. <laughs> oh, I never range in. Oh, I did. Oh, no, I, I, I only. I, the Thermovix, I only ever go bombs. Bombs and rockets is the way forward. Yeah. Jesus. Don't need cannons. Oh, are they trained in late war? Nope. Still green. I think it's still green. They might be trained, even hero. if they're trained. Yeah. You're my hero. The um, oh Iranians, the the rest of the Iranians, <laughs> the rest of the army. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's been a few. Uh, <laughs> been a few things, especially. Um, just Lee, Lee's allergic to your painting list. Yeah. <laughs> There's been quite a lot of German formations. I went through that stage where I just thought I better have like some. Like, yeah, for example, he, the Stooks. Oh, Hetzer, Hetzer Company. Hetzer Company. <laughs> company? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, um, yeah, a few Amazing. things. Amazing. Amazing. Quite a lot then, Martin, is the answer. <laughs> a disappointingly large amount now that I've actually gone through it. No, it's not disappointing. So. It's, uh, it's to be awarded, it's to be applauded, and, you know, you've painted a lot of stuff. Yeah, just not... That's not a bad thing. Not Iranian teenagers. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll get around to it. And at that point, Lee and I will have an army that's worth throwing against them. So yeah, Rockies. About Rockies at some point. Too. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, I've got my desert T- uh, T-72s. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you bring your desert T-72s. Hello, Bob. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Uh, Major Red Soren asks, uh, is there any way to build a competitive Cossack-based army or does competitive and cavalry just not go together? I mean... Martin, but built a cavalry force, so it must be yeah. something. There. Speak to Martin. <laughs> well, I think are they, they're basically just infantry, aren't they? In, also, in mid in mid war or late war, because uh, do they not change? Are Cossacks in both? I can't. Remember. Yeah, they're in both. We're not. We're, we're not the place for your Cossack based re- knowledge repository. I think you're just paying a premium for them moving fast on the off chance that you move fast. I just, I just really, really hope that when early war comes out, they have the Japanese cavalry, because otherwise, I am going to be sad. No, you're not. You're going to be rich. Because then you'll sell them and people will still buy them because they want the Well, they won't buy them because they're not in the latest rule set. They will. doesn't work like that. The V3 holdouts. There'll be some V3 holdout going, I really need a Japanese cavalry army and Fez has got three boxes. Yeah, that's true. That probably would happen. (laughs) Prove me wrong. (laughs) Whether I could find those boxes, however. (laughs) Um... Cossacks have not been competitive until they were over-competitive in version 3. I think it's... My opinion is it's a case... And it's just an opinion. It's not a thought-through, you know, thesis. It's just once bitten, twice shy in terms of Cossacks being too good. But, I mean, the whole... Cavalry shouldn't be charging anyway. They shouldn't... Exactly. (laughs) And they had the whole... Machine gun... uh, Maxim on the back of a wagon nonsense. Yeah, still in version got that. three, it was super powerful. Yeah, but what I'm saying is in version three, it was oh, ridiculously good. And I think they kind of went, ah, oh, we're going to hit that with a Nerf cannon because mm-hmm. everyone's taking it. So, yeah. Well, that's the rule. And I think that's going to happen the same to my Japanese cavalry. Well, it would be interesting again. to see what you do with the, um, with the cavalry in terms of support. Yeah. Because that's probably where it's going to pull through, I would imagine. I can't remember now off the top of my head. I'll, I'll have to have a look. But I don't see why they can't be competitive because they're Soviet infantry. Yeah. Are they good Soviet infantry? No, they're Cossacks. Way. 
I mean, if you've got a, a popularist uprising that uh, is going on as well, they're definitely the troops you want to deploy. <laughs> they absolutely crush. Uh, I'll have to have a look. I, I, yeah, I don't and see he's a bit more in-depth thing. Maybe um, we can do a you and his army next next time on, on Oh, interesting. That'd be fun. There you go. How to spend a lot of money on some... <laughs> yeah, mediocre toys. Mediocre toys. I mean, if you... It, if you love Cossacks, you're going to do them anyway. So what's the point? You're Don't mind the competitive. Maybe you're not allowed to love Cossacks. They're a, they're right. a man's man. Yeah, he to like drink Old Spice for breakfast. Exactly. Um, Carl Stop person getting a Tifa Tifa one asks, "What are your favourite stories about soldiers stealing things during any of the podcast relevant wars?" Soldiers stealing things. I mean, any of the German stuff that they misappropriated across the entirety of World War Two. Right. I have a specific thing for this, which I, I know I've told you guys before, and only Darren will remember, so that's okay. Um, so my favourite, I say my favourite, my introduction to Flames of War was the old version 3, I want to say, version 2 maybe, Villas Bocage book. Mm-hmm. Yep, said before, yeah. Right, so Villas Bocage, which has Panzer Lear, um, and obviously SS Uppenstippenfuhrer, whatever his face, Whitman's Wild Ride. Yep. Where he um, shot a lot of trucks. Yeah. Where he shot a lot of trucks and they all hyped it up um, out of all proportion. But the morning of Whitman's wild ride, an SS Panzerleer reconnaissance, um, not even company, like head- headquarters, went out to scout where the British, had, how far the British had got. Uh, I think they're in the Schwimmwagen, actually, which will trigger Duncan. Three points. Yep. They went out there three point shrimp bargain. And um they came across a uh, a troop of Cromwells which had pulled up on the side of a road and had all gotten out and the officers and they were t- you know typical British thing, they're all taking morning tea and the officers are all crowded down the middle of the column, look at you know, with all their crews looking at like the day's pl- battle plan because they were about to advance further into enemy territory. And this this uh, Panzerleer officer had realised that they didn't have any sentries. They weren't, you know, very... Op- op- obscurity was not high. Um, so cautiously, he crept to the head of the column, to the empty uh, Cromwell, and uh, basically got in it and stole the whole tank. That'll do it. Which, to me, is absolutely mind-blowing to think that, you know... You could just get in an enemy's vehicle, risk that there's no one in it, figure out how to start the bloody thing, and then drive off in it before they realise what's going on. But, I mean, apparently it's a true story. So, I'm sticking with it. Panzerleer officer stealing a Cromwell. So, my favourite one. Yeah, yeah my yeah. favourite one is there, um, in Pacific, there's a photo of a M4 Sherman and the back deck of it is a, is a Japanese tankette they've lashed down onto the, onto the engine deck. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's just like literally. What are you done? I stole a tank. I put the back of my tank. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the AA. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, this is my run around tank. If my tank gets bogged down, I get, I get, I get into this one. Well, that's, uh, did you see that someone has done that with a camper van? So there was a um, a big RV thing, and it had like a smart car, like mm. lash the back of it. It'd be like that. Oh no, that, that's <laughs> for day trips. Yeah, yeah, no, it's my run around. 
I don't really have one. I don't really know of any stories where they nick stuff. I mean, there's, um, there's the Gulf I mean, War stuff where the British apparently just nicked whatever the Americans left lying around. Like all these, the special ops stuff. Well, you know, that's Andy McNabb writing that, so God knows if it's true. Yeah, well. there, there is the story of the uh, US uh, prisoner of war pilot who broke out and stole a... Um, the German grad, he broke out, went to the nearest airfield. Um, so he broke out prison war camp, went to the nearest the German airfield, and there was a Focke-Wolf 190 that had been, just been started up. And, you know, the ground crew got out to let it warm up whilst the pilot was getting ready. <laughs> this guy was like, well, screw this, and basically ran over, jumped in, and just took off in it. Oh, God. <laughs> he sit there going... I think the memoir goes something like, you know, I just advanced the throttles pointing to the middle of the field. I just got flying speed when I realized that I couldn't read German. So I didn't know what the heck wheels up was. <laughs> He's looking around this completely foreign cockpit going, I think this does this. <laughs> I think that does that. Off we go. And then, and then he's like, and it was a great idea until he starts heading off uh, west back towards his own lines. And now he's like, so how am I gonna? I need get to communicate down on it. Just you know how 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 what happens next? I haven't thought this through, have I? <laughs> but I think he managed to yeah with his wheels down, a lot of wing waggling. He managed to uh, communicate that he wanted to land and got himself down in one piece. Which uh, was an incredible story, really. <laughs> yeah. It's all very good in video games. Not so much if you're uh, playing the legacy edition of Game of Life. Um, we have another couple, he says, uh, which is from Andrew uh, Gabriere. Um, it seems that next year, Flames of War will be focused on the Pacific and perhaps Italy, given the inclusion of the Scandinavian theatre. What do you think the focus for Team Yankee will be? The Balkans, Northeast Africa, sorry, Northeast Asia, or Africa? Question mark. We got our two books, but that's all we're gonna get. Like, like a lump it. You think that's it? It's done. <laughs> now, nah, it shouldn't be. I think there's there's loads more you can do with Team Yankee. I just always get worried at Battlefront. Don't quite know what they do, what they want to do with Team Yankee. Well, it does seem to be a little bit of a see what yeah throw it all wing around. see what sticks. As well, the timeline keeps wing-wanging around, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like like Nordic book has definitely gone back to being 1985, a little bit of 1991 in there. Um, like all the finished, the finished like carnations and like marksmen are all stuff they bought off the East Germans after the fall, you know, when East Germany was rapidly dissolving. Yeah, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there is more you could do a bit. Like, yeah, we haven't touched the southern European theatre, like Turkey, Greece, that kind of thing. Yeah, Italy. We haven't, no, Asia, no, Spain, Korea, kind of things out there. I mean, yeah, it depends how much, many, how many, how many new models they want to bank to oh, cover all the weird, just... weird and wonderful. So I'd hope, you no, know, if they do, there's that thing they were doing with version when version four um, went to late war and version two Team Yankee came out, where basically. They released the D-Day British book, and then the World War Three British book came out. They did the like um, the D-Day German book, and then the World War Three German book came out. Mm. Yeah, with the focus on Pacific for World War Two, 
there's got to be at least some temptation to use that as a, as a jumping off point for doing Pacific for Team Yankee as well. With Japan? Yeah, like I say, Japan, South Korea, North Korea, China. Yeah, you could do like a whole focus. Like, we've done the Eastern Front, now we do the, you know. They're expanding Australia in, in the new um, NATO book. So, but, you know, obviously that'd what? be a lot more appropriate there. <laughs> what? They're expanding um, Australia? Yeah, so, in, so far as they're getting like um, Abrams and new, um, like, wheeled APCs. Uh, and the New Zealand to get a whole squadron of um, scorpions rather than just a support unit. Oh, thank God. That's just what they needed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my little Norwegian scorpions. Um, New Zealand scorpions. So I think I think Pacific could be uh, could be an interesting one for Team Yankee next year. We'll see. I, I, I like I like the idea, you know, the idea of um, Battlefront sort of theming the release around Pacific. But I might be giving too much credit thinking that. So, <laughs> do you think they'll go down well in the Chinese market? I it's hard to say. That's 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 what I yeah I'd be interested in. Because I mean, but, we know they've got a big player base. We do, and there's a, obviously a fairly strong nationalistic streak with the Chinese these days. So having something to go shoot things up with. I mean, there's that, there was a, obviously that push to get Team Yankee into that market with the um, West Germany versus Best Germany box that they did. Yeah. Best <laughs> so um, it'd be it'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's good good point. Who knows? Who knows what's next other than version Maybe, five? Yeah. I mean, there's but, got to be a version two Oil Wars book coming out soon. If, if they're going to refresh Free Nations, I guess. Yeah, well, well, can, squeeze in there. Maybe yeah, get the your carbon Mark Three and Mark Four in the one twenty millimeter. Maybe you get your Polynesian canoe wars. The yeah. in the um, Pacific book. Get some war canoes going on. Yeah, war canoes. Speaking of war canoes, Chris Jensen asks, uh, "Hey guys, in the German Berlin book, you can take six Clausewitz armored seven point five centimeter tank hunter half tracks for eighteen points, which is the two fifty one with a pack forty pack, pack 40. forty on top." Mm-hmm. I know they may not be the best choice for 18 points, but if you were dead set on using the platoon of six in a game, how would you use them? I'm thinking of using them in ambush and hoping to destroy whatever they have in their sights with the 12 shots since they don't really have armor. Absolutely. It's all about the alpha strike. No, no. See, I disagree. Okay, good. I think that's what your opponent thinks you're going to do. Oh, God. And they're better ambushing platoons. Like um hit the Jurgen. Yeah, I mean obviously yep. that's the but yep. that's the that's, that's, like that's the one. ultimate ambush choice, right? Yep. So these guys are still hit on fours and they're still veteran. And they have a ten inch tactical move. All true. Right? Yes, they have no armor. But veteran sees your armor. Okay. So with these, I think you have two choices. First of all, depending on the terrain, if you have the option to stick them in a wood, but more than two inches from the edge. What's your cross? Three plus. Three, is it three for a half track? It's three plus, according okay. to Forces of War. You either stick them in a wood within two inches and remain gone to ground. This is dependent upon them not having great infantry uh, artillery, because you are top armor zero. But with six of them, you can spread them out hopefully enough that you'll mitigate the number of hits maybe and you can just area deny them because no one's going to willingly drive into the front of those 12 shots with most things 
especially not because you've got late war options of super duper stuff. Or conversely, you put them behind the wood and then you start going super aggro with them. Because that is a hideous number of shots to get into the side of someone. Mm-hmm. And if you go super aggro with them down one side, it's frees up, you know, you now all of a sudden you've got your ambush platoon for the other side of the board. And there's not many things that can actually deal with six armoured hulls that are veteran, especially if you have terrain and especially if you're main gone to ground in cornfields or things like that. Because that's the problem I seem to struggle with with my late war forces when they cut, especially against the the flak drillings, whatever they are, the, the flak drillings, the dr- drillings, yeah, the drillings. You're like, right, these are going to mess up my infantry, but my anti tank shots, I just don't have enough dice to roll at them to hit them, and then get the firepower hits, especially against a platoon six. Because you sit there and go, right, well, uh, you know, I've killed three. Great, I've got three more. That's three pack 40s that are now in your side armor. And you're in the open because of where I've positioned them because you're being aggressive and I'm defensive. And I'm now, you know, blitzing on the three plus. Oh, look, I've now got clear lines of sight to you. That's six pack 40 shots into your side armor. Oh, that's your platoon of three Shermans or whatever, dead. There is a, there is a thing to be said. Yes, they are 18 points, but there's six of them. Oh my god, that's a really hard wearing unit. Well, how many points are pack forties as well? Because like, that seems pretty cheap for three unpinnable or six unpinnable. Yep. Mobile pack forties. They are reluctant. Oh, but no. oh well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that only matters if you um, start getting casualties in. Yeah, if you're dead. Exactly. Uh, armored gun. Armored gun. I'm trying to find out what pack forties are. I think they're, they're, if they take the, are they support? The, no, uh, if they're not information, as in you yeah, can't support. take any. Yeah, they are support. Four pack forties, standard, confident veteran carefuls are fifteen points. Mm, I'd rather have the six armored ones for yeah. three points more. For three points more, you get two more guns that can drive around with a ten-inch tactical. Holy yeah. crap! They can't be pinned. Yep. Don't have to re-roll saves. They get hit by repeat bombardment. Still a silly roll. Yeah, I know. Uh, mm. I still, I I think that you've got options there. Definitely got options. You've got options. You know, yes, you can't be, if you don't have the terrain, and a lot of this comes down to the difference in terrain, doesn't it? If you're playing on a billiard table, the pack 40s are better because they're concealed in the open. Yeah, they're not going to get killed. They're not going to get hit. If you've got the terrain, then the half tracks become oh so good. Yeah, behind it rather than in it as well. Yep, behind it, move round it. Because don't forget, it's six shots moving. And don't forget, that three plus, that gives you an extra eight inches per turn because you're German. So you can blitz, tactical, and then stormtrooper. And all of a sudden, you're now moving 18 inches a turn. Because that's the other thing that you you miss out on being a gun team is you can't do that. Whereas at least with the you know you can blitz four inches, move ten, fire six shots of pack forties, and then move another four to be out of line of sight for a turn fire on a three plus. It's very tasty. Mm. Mm-hmm. All those half tricks are tasty. The, the, the Panzergrenadier unit still bloody strong 
Exactly. It's a very nice. Uh, that is the end of an officer answers. There you go. Some good questions. Sis. Hoorah. Some good questions. Yeah. Thoughtful. Thought provoking. Not that insightful, but nevertheless. <laughs> answers. Not so much. Not so much. <laughs> uh, are we on to events? Yeah. We are. Yeah. The home stretch. Excellent. Uh, last weekend, which was the 15th, 16th of July, it was attack at Devizes. Uh, I want to say congrats on uh, to Ian for winning. Um, Ian Brooke, well done, very, very good. Uh, uh, a commendable mention to Jersey James for coming third. Uh, Paul, we came second. I don't think you listen anyway, but pff, whatever. Well, if he doesn't listen, um, we don't care. That's fine, yeah, exactly. You're not a patron, <laughs> no, Mate, why <laughs> not would I special. bother? Yeah, I mean, seriously. Um, and uh, Mike Clucker, aka San- Santa, thank you for running it. I wish I was nice. there, yeah. Exactly. I always forget about devices, you know. It's. I've been there once. I went there but once with Ben in the school mm-hmm. during. Yeah, it was. It was really good. It was a very, very fun. That, that was one of the first uh, buying basing material, buying basing tufts at the tournament and gluing them on the bases. Right. As I deployed my <laughs> my early war British. Uh, it was one of the first version for early war conversion games I played. Um, tournaments I played, which is why I had Rex who put so many T26, the little Vickers tanks, six-ton mm-hmm. Vickers. He had so many that I killed them all with my Matildas. I literally couldn't drive down the street across his corpses to get to the objective. So he won the game, <laughs> like, blocking all avenues to hit the objectives with dead tanks. It's, it's the Soviet way. Uh, we, yeah, yeah, exactly. That was that was apparently a thing back then. Um, who who yeah. knew? I'll be up for going for that next year, actually, if, uh, if things work out. It's a bit of yeah. a wait, but it's a good a good, good little show, as far as I'm concerned, if my memory serves. Um, 4th, 5th, and 6th of August, which is also close. Oh, my God, it's the ETC mid-war. <laughs> How's that painting coming, Eddie? Yeah, it's great. Uh, you mean building? Oh, dear. Oh dear. Yeah, it's going to be one of those. Uh, I'll get it done. It's fine. It's not like well, a movie. Hold house. on. What do you need to borrow? Because you probably need to like write that no, down. As well. I I have luckily enough. Team England are fastidious in their um, collections of Flames of War stuff, so I've got things to borrow if I really need to. But I'm not. Okay. I'm not even considering that as an option. Okay. Until it becomes a necessity, if that makes sense. So yeah, I'm going to get my stuff done. Hello, high water. Um, the same weekend, the fifth of August, there is a Flames of War charity gaming tournament. Um, at Gajo Games in Utah, it's a hundred <gasps> points. In where? Utah, Utah, USA, USA, Utah in America. Um, so hundred point Flames of War, mid war. That's it. Yeah, mid war tournament. Saucy. Yeah. Uh, if you Saucy need to know mid-war. more, message us uh, on the Facebook, and we can find out more information there. Uh, the nineteenth of August is Salt Lake Open, also in Utah. That's 171 points, late war. Is 171 points the new select standard? 171 points is a recurring theme at the moment in tournaments. Mm. I feel like it. I don't I like quite it. like it. No, no I, I quite like, like it. it. You don't yeah. like it? No, anything over 100 points makes me go oogly boogly. Is that because you have not got to make any hard choices and you can put everything you want in a list? Uh, yeah, it also makes me go oogly boogly if you can't divide it by four or, th- or uh, you know, three. 
or whatever it is you need. I can't remember. What does that make the reserves? Well, that's what I mean. Uh, it, it makes it an odd 40, number, so you have to round up or down. Say again, Lee? I think you have to have 45 points off. 45 off? You have to, it's 44.4, so you have to sort of round it up. Yeah, you, you have to round up because you can't have more than 60 on. Correct. Correct. That's what I mean. Yeah. Oogly boogly. Don't like okay. it. Okay. Upsets my chi. <laughs> 171. The 20. 20- Third and twenty fourth of September is the Flames War UK Nationals at Battlefield Hobbies. It's mid war. It's one hundred and one points. Um, I was planning to go. I don't know if I can at the moment because I am moving house. But we will see. When is it? It's the twenty third and twenty fourth of September. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, life, money, drain, spending in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I want to go because get to actually use the models I'm about to build and paint. Um, the 11th and 12th of November is Warfare Reading at Farnborough, which is 171 points again for late war. Uh, subsequent to last episode in the space of a week, um, there are no chess clocks. They are being shelved for this particular tournament um, because of the recreational outrage <laughs> i think they should have run it i think it'd have been hilarious i'd have played i it. don't i i think it's a case of i've i've been on both sides of the fence for and against lots of us over long story short i don't know what problem it was trying to solve i don't think we have that problem yeah it's more faff for not a version a real version game. three i would have totally agreed and been like oh my god a chess clock would have solved so many of my ill feelings from the games that I used to play. Mm. But version four, if we've timed out, it's because I didn't get it done well, quick enough as what, the attacker. No, what about if it's just the objectives only go live on turn six games? Oh, that's what I'm saying. The games have either been won or lost way before then. Mm. I don't Not like them. That, that, that I, I, what version four game have you played where you've gone? Oh, we've only played three turns. Loads. So tournament games, loads. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, you have done the bottom of the tables, though, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It actually constricts your army selection as well. If you're going to play infantry, yeah. you got to play fast. So that's what I do. But you know, not everyone does. Yeah. And I if I can't that. get to turn six, I can't win, which means that you've got an advantage over me because if I can't get to my well, no, but there's no advantage. That's the thing. That that's the well, thing. there is there's, an advantage. There's no, there's no advantage because you both lose. Yeah, but there is an advantage because you can win. I can't win if I can't get to turn six. No, but I, neither can they because they can't drive drive you off the objective. There's no there's no missions anymore that I'm aware of where the defender can win oh, before no, the attacker can. So it's a mutual loss, and I think I think the 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 people that I know of that are renowned slow players are finally starting to realise that they can't be. I'm going to sit here and slow play and not win, not try to win the game because oh god, I've already lost. I just thought it was interesting. Okay, I came I thought, around. To I the thought idea. it was interesting. I think it's like three years too late. It's just I format. think it's just it's just solving a problem that doesn't well, exist. Apparently, you get, we're gonna get to the actual next tournament after the warfare at High Wycombe. They, they are gonna try to chest yeah. the clocks out. So. Oh, good. And I mean, it adds 
it adds time as a resource, which isn't a problem that Flames of War has at the moment. And at the same time, it opens up a lot more abuse. Mm, because... Yeah, you suffer because the division of time in Flames of War is not even. That's the point. It's not Kings of War. There are things that I can, you know, if I sit there and debate a line of sight with you during your turn, when do you pause your clock? When you call the judge over. Well, do you? Yeah. That has to be, it, that, that has to be written down. It's not in the rules pack. That's the thing. It, it, it opens up a whole massive can of worms of how you manage that clock for marginal benefit, if that makes yeah. sense. How's that? The clock itself is more open to abuse than the actual slow playing of the game. And slow playing of the game, in my opinion, or my view, isn't as much of an issue as it was previously. So you add more more issues by adding this new variable than you do resolving by adding the variable. But like I say, this is all theory hammer, and I think that as a podcast, we should play a couple. I think we should play a couple of games with a chess clock in reverse, but blindsided to us. If that makes sense. All right, so we we, we see how it goes at the end. We yep. about, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we play with a chess clock for our turn and the attacker and defender's turn, but it's counting up, and we don't know who's actually done the most time until the end, and then we look at it and go, "Oh, okay." That would be interesting. Just to see what the actual normal, in a normal game, what the dispersion of time is for particular missions that we know time is an issue. Mm-hmm. I think next episode we'll have to start talking about what this would plan to take. For warfare? Yeah. But mine's top secret. Oh, God. <laughs> Not even I know. <laughs> <laughs> Mine, mine's Passage. <laughs> um. The next tournament we have is a twofer. So the 2nd and 3rd of December, we have a World in Flames 2, the Flames of War Late War at Tabletop Republic High Wycombe, 171 points Late War. And that's the one you said that is the is chess using, box. Is using chess box. I'm talking to Harry, yeah. Interesting. Uh, the same weekend is the Iberian tournament in Madrid, España, Flames of War Late War version 4. Dun, 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 dun. Um then we go to 2024. We have the Icelandic Nationals 2024 Operation Polar Bear 7 in Reykjavik in February 17th, 2024. See Facebook for more details. I still think we should do that. I really want to. We'll see what we can do. Uh, the 8th and 9th of June 2024 is the Barn Bash 80th D Day patron event. So, yeah, become a patron before then. Become a patron before then. Invite only. Exclusive. Uh, exclusive. Exclusive well, sausage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pa- patrons and barn denizens, basically. So, Well, they're de facto patrons because they listen to us whistle on about it in real life enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so one of the things that's, that came up recently is that um, our sponsors at um, Frontline Terrain are going to do a demo table for, um, oh, what's it called? 101st Manor. Taking up the artillery. Thank you. They're going to do a break up mana table using all their um, terrain. All the terrain I beg to differ. Okay. Said Marie on Gleese, 80 seconds. Oh, was it? That's what it was. Sorry. That's it. Break up yeah. mana would just be a load of gun pits, which I could do myself. They are recreating, from what I can see, the majority of St. Marie on Gleese 
and then okay. we're dropping the 82nd into the middle of it and having people hanging from bell towers. Yeah, the proper airborne. Buildings. Proper airborne. Proper yeah. airborne, not 101st. And it just, the, the CAD drawing I've seen just looks absolutely bonkers. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, this would be a little side game. And we're like, will it? Oh my God. That's, this is something you'd only see a snapshot of normally. So we need American paratroopers done? American, well, we've got some, haven't we? Thanks, think- Seb. <laughs> Yeah, I've got a platoon. No, other thing, company. Yep. Hmm, so yeah, it's um, shaping up. We'll like to say that over the next few months, we'll have more details on that. We'll start getting yep. some sign-up sheets out. We'll try and get a good international contingent over. Yep, some lots of different people have been uh, coming together. Um, so, you know, Samir and Glees on one board ridiculous square footage of Normandy beachfront on the others. I want to get my British done. Um, Obviously we'll probably still have the uh, ham and jam Pegasus board Mm -hmm. running as well. So I don't see why we wouldn't. Um, And just a ridiculous D-Day extravaganza for the 80th anniversary of the most insane military operation that I can think of. Since Caesar crossed the Danube. Yep. <laughs> is that it then, boys? I think, I think so. so. Shooting and scooting time. Yeah. yeah. What are we going to be? Swedish, Finnish? Uh, Danish? Well, okay, that's a good point. I, I was going to. Oh, God. Oh, Lee's oh, dead. No. Lee's dead. Terrain. Terrain. Oh, my bits box just falling over. No, no. What's the, what's the most weird thing you can put together out of your bits box pieces that are on the floor now, Lee? Yep. It's also like ram kangaroo holes in there. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Is it a ram kangaroo with a 105mm uh, gun? Yeah. Is it, whoa, <laughs> Black Betty, Bambaram. 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 So what we shooting and scooting as? Uh, well, veteran. I was going to say we're, we're going to be veteran... Uh, half tracks with pack 40s on top however we this is the uh de facto second part um, of the nordic mm. nordic so we were, de- we were trained danish last time so we're gonna be veteran Finns this time yep do it one fail. there we go oh, <laughs> every time it's veteran, i tell you veterans that's why i don't play veteran armies it's, anymore it's the uh it's the inverse it totally is Darren, can you send this stuff through to Phil, please, and tell him to repoint? Yeah, can you tell him to repoint veteran <laughs> and reluctant troops and yeah. uh, green troops? They are not the same. <laughs> These two things are not the same. <laughs> no, one is considerably better. Yeah. The Armoured Trade Record Podcast you've been listening to is Shoot Scoop, Fans World Podcast, and the team of Breakthrough Assault and Credit UK is brought by support from Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War, Frontline Terrain, and the average German class size from 1945. Yeah, I've got a feeling it's high 20s. <laughs> what life expectancy exactly like that <laughs> that's what I'm reading yeah
you got um so we got to run this we know what we're talking about yeah so internet famous uh face to spaces oh. um news from the front if anyone's actually played anything nope um that's the thing that's about the game i'm gonna be playing tomorrow yeah. Uh, <laughs> a forward-looking forecast. The yeah, wargaming okay, forecast. And now, a new segment, the wargaming forecast with Lee Parnell. Yeah. I'm going to win. How badly was I wrong? Yes. Um, <laughs> Delayed reserves, turn four. Well, then do you and his army. Turn six. Off yep. answers. Yeah. Uh, events and shoot scoot. It's a shipping forecast. Dogger seven. Rising. Westerly, rising. Westerly, rising. Not we West, not Westy. That's a different Westy. one. Westy, Westy rising. <laughs> Class twenty B diminishing. Yeah, coming. Oh, man, there's loads of them. You leave them alone. <laughs> Is two advancing, becoming. <laughs> wow. What was- what do you think the average class size was in 1945? Teenage soldier. And what was it in 1946? <laughs> um, hold on. <laughs> Seven, and one of them's a small duck hound called Kevin. <laughs> just jangled round the corridor because the like, tank hunting badges he got. <laughs> I've got this grenade. Put that away. <laughs> God damn it, Ivan. German class size... 1965. Wait, you just want to look at yeah, the German class reu- German class of 1945 reunion photos. Oh, here we go. The nature of German education required classes of a small size to allow full participation. Oh, there's even a there's a white paper on it. Oh, how interesting! <laughs> My God. Yes, we've won this war. What are we going to bring the people? Freedom? No, bureaucracy. <laughs> Well, you've you've seen the British Empire, yes. <laughs> Bad tea, terrible teeth, and lots of paperwork. Yep, it's what made Britain great. 